Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And the cards on Rock 102. It ain't going to be pretty today. Cloudy and periods of rain, a high of 56. All right, that's the good part. It's going to rain, but it's a warm rain. And then tonight, cloudy low at 29. And for tomorrow, partly cloudy with a high of 41. It's 29 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. So since it's Wednesday... I think it's a perfectly good day to do Am I the A-Hole? That seems like a reasonable thing we could do. So there's that, and there's many, 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 many other things that we will eventually get to, I'm sure. Because wait till you hear what's coming up tomorrow and on Friday. Those are the good days to tune in. 5.36 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Van Halen with Max and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Going to see some rain today with a high of 56. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 41. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Tom Hanks just launched a packaged goods company called Hanks for Our Troops, and he's giving 100% of its profits to organizations that provide aid to U.S. military veterans and their families. The first products uh, are coffee. comes from uh, in three different flavors, Tom's Morning Magic Blend, First Class Joe, mm-hmm. and Sergeant Peppermint. You know, if you were, uh, you know, fighting the enemy across uh, the lines, you know, in a foxhole. Yeah. Bombs are all over the place. Do you yeah. ever sit there and say, boy, I sure could go for a nice hot cup of coffee. Hey, if uh, Beth Ward shows up with her eggnog coffee, you'd be damn straight. I'd be running for that. That would settle all kinds of international disputes. Cease fire. Cease fire. There's eggnog coffee from Beth Ward on the table. Listen, I know we're shooting at you and we're lobbing bombs at you. But you've got to try this eggnog coffee. Uh, Tom said, quote, by choosing our coffee, you help support those who com- to choose to commit their time and efforts in defense of our liberties for the good cause that is the American way. Every penny of profit says thank you to them. We owe them some gratitude, huh? Huh? <laughs> it's the truth. Forbes magazine released its uh, annual 30 under 30 list. It includes Haley Bieber, Sadie Sink, Anita, and Joel Embiid. Who are these people? Well, Joe Allen Beat is a basketball player with the 76ers. But beyond that, right. that's all I know. Well, Haley Bieber, that's the sister of Justin, right? All right, that's two people. Hollywood is Sydney. I don't know these people. Sydney Sweeney, these are Hollywood people. These must be like the YouTubers. I'm feeling so disconnected from what's going on in the world that Joe Allen Beat is the only guy oh. I know on that list. And uh, I don't know who Sydney Sweeney is, but. A.O. Edibiri is from The Bear. Uh-huh. Sadie Sink is from Stranger Things. Well, I've seen The Bear. That's a good show. And you've seen Stranger Things, too. I have. And dancer Maddie Ziegler. And I don't yeah. know who Anita 24 Karat Golden and Madison Beer is. Now you got me. <sighs> First time I'm, like, sitting here going, I'm old now. I don't know who those people are. Like, I don't even, like, my kid, I haven't even heard my kids talking about any of these people. And you're a young man. I am. I'm Imagine what young. an old fart like me thinks. 
I'm so disconnected from the uh, from today's youth. It's uh, it's disturbing. Oh, I was told that Haley Bieber is Justin's wife, not his sister. Damn, I got that one wrong again. Whatever. Well, they are from the South, aren't they? He's Canadian. Whatever. Southern the southern border of Canada. <laughs> I've got this That's all right. wrong. That's, yeah, right. He's from the southern part, the deep south of Canada. Uh, didn't I just say to you we need another Easy Rider remake? You did say that we needed another Easy Rider remake. Hollywood uh, will make a sequel or reboot or a remake of anything these days, and it proves uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt they're rebooting Easy Rider, the 1969 flick featuring Dennis Hopper and Peter Fonda and Jack Nicholson taking a motorcycle ride through the southwest to New Orleans, funded by money from a cocaine deal and aided by various substances. It's ripe for the pickings. It's overdue. You almost have to wonder what took so long. The uh, reboot will be updated for modern times. One of the producers says, quote, Our goal is to build upon the counterculture and freedom narrative the original left us with and give the youth today a film that pays serious attention to their own countercultures and challenges. Are they, what are they, uh, is Henry Fonda going to be tweeting? Peter Fonda. Whatever, Peter Fonda. <laughs> I think he's dead too. Uh, Jack Nicholson, maybe he'll be tweeting. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He's the only one on the cast I think is still alive. Well, didn't did he he died in the movie, right? Jack Nicholson. <sighs> you know, it's been so it, long since I've seen that movie. Yeah, I'm real fuzzy on the plot line. Well, the the camera it was supposed to be some sort of artwork, right? Because of the camera, you know, they were doing the flashbacks of the LSD and right. all that stuff. Right. Yeah, I never really got into it. Again, uh, it was so long ago. Uh, Metallica recently started letting their music be used in movies and TV shows like Stranger Things. Lars Ulrich said uh, they started saying yes to everything because they want to share their music with the world. No, they're saying yes to everything because they've lost a ton of dough. Yeah, I was going to say. On the thing that they complained about 20 years ago. Lars needs a new bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Lars he needs needs, to, needs a new sink and new vanity yeah. and his toilet is not uh, working properly. Lars needs to go to Bone Deep Throat and order some window coverings for his house. Didn't he, really work out well for him either. And he can't afford it on album sales. Yeah. Sunday's episode of Yellowstone brought us another new Laney Wilson song. It's called New Friends and it's on Laney's expanded version of Bell Bottom Country. Hell yeah. Can I get a hell yeah for that? Hell yeah. See? How come you didn't hell yeah when I asked you to hell yeah the first time? I didn't, I didn't realize it was just assumed that I would do it. Uh, the former head of the reality TV at Fox says Simon Cowell's grumpiness on American Idol was an act. Underneath, he's a different character. Watch Britain's Got Talent or America's Got Talent now. He's much softer than he used to be. I don't know if he's softer or not. I don't, I don't, I, I, you know, my understanding is that he's a jerk to everybody and has been since the dawn of time. I think this, that's what this is. This is him just... You know, he's realizing, hey, n- nobody really likes this crusty attitude I have. Maybe uh, maybe I should just tell everybody that was all an act. Yeah, but then you have to prove that you're a decent fella, and I don't think he's been able to do that. Yeah, what has he done to prove to the rest of us that he's a decent human being? Has he ever thwarted a terrorist attack at a Cumberland Farms? Uh, no. Has he ever raised food for the, uh, the hungry? No. Has he ever... Uh, donated blood during a uh, national tragedy? Mm, maybe. We'll see. We don't know. We don't know that. BuzzFeed put together a list of surprising jobs celebrities had before they were famous. Here's a few. Ready? Yes. Whoopi Goldberg worked as a morgue beautician. Well, that's surprising. 
Well, there's practice to work on the view with the rest of the dead lady she works with. <laughs> Taylor Swift. It, it is kind of like the walk of the living dead over there. Taylor Swift lived on a Christmas tree farm, and growing up, her job was to pick the praying mantis pods off the trees so they wouldn't hatch inside people's homes. Again, another surprising career move. And then that praying mantis goes, $13,000 to see you? <laughs> Get out of here. Put me back in the pod. I don't want to deal with that. I'll be praying for cheaper tickets. And Kim and Kanye's divorce is finalized. Ah, Jesus. She will receive a sack of money worth $200,000. A month. By the way, uh, she must have something to say about that. Oh, my God. The last time I had a sack of money like... Actually, had a sack like this. (laughs) I didn't say money. Was when Ray J sprayed his ball pit bolognese into my Tungo Bungo in that sex tape you could purchase on (laughs) Uporn for (laughs) $39.95. Wasn't that a Ted Nugent song? Tungo Bungo? Tungo Bungo. I think so. <laughs> and Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, ate some aged beaver cheese. <laughs> a little swan margin, margarine. Right. Margarine. Whatever. Margarine. What, what are you trying to say? Parquet. <laughs> butter. <laughs> uh, what I'm trying to say is I have a I had a muffer nutter sandwich. Now, that is not fluff and peanut butter. <laughs> Follow me for more recipes. And Kanye? Eeny, meeny, money mo. $200,000 a month to a skanky hoe. <laughs> How's your day going, Bax? Better than yours. Such an injustice. And that's Hollywood t Rock 102. Ah. Well, two Springfield's classic rock at 611 in Aerosmith. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to see some rain today with a high of 56. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 41. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Today would be like one of those days where I would suggest maybe uh, NMI the A-hole later on today. Yeah, we can do that. We should do that. Sure. Well, I'll tell you who the uh, the A-hole is right now. Okay. It's Bone Deep Throat. Come on now. Yeah. This is my continuing saga of this uh, me trying to buy window coverings. For my one room of the house in order to save my neighbors from seeing me naked while I go in the hot tub. It's really only one room you're doing? Yeah. There's a lot of windows in it, though. There's eight windows and then a big slider door and then then a doorway entry thing. But they're still jacking you for a lot of cash. It's like a thousand bucks. Crazy. Right? So, uh, you know, again, yes, I'm an idiot for going to the bone deep throat. To begin with, but you know, if you think if you spend that kind of money on something, that you would actually get a quality product and some great customer service. Yeah, sure. But yeah. Um, haven't you learned? Well, we've discussed this yesterday. Yeah, um, you have had more than one occasion to have that proven wrong. Yeah, it's been like five times where I've ordered things and they've never come out right, or yeah. they didn't do it right, or you, something happened. Do you ever hear that uh, that old expression? Yeah, you know, fool me once. Uh, you know, shame, you know, shame on me. Yeah. Uh, fool me twice. Um, shame on me again. Uh, sh- fool me three and four times. Shame on both of us. How about and then, fool me fifths? Yeah, right. See, I'm getting to that. I was going yeah, to get yeah. to to five next, but it's yeah. like you, know, you, you, at some point, you start thinking maybe I shouldn't well, be going down this rabbit hole again. I, I, I have learned my lesson. All right, good. Uh, finally, Smart. finally, have learned my lesson. To Smart. Never go to Bone Deep Throat to order anything ever. Anything. So I uh, I told you the whole story about how 
I ordered these window coverings, and the guy told me that it was, like the installation was included. There was a guy that came over and measured, and blah, 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 blah. And they were going to take the 50 bucks off that I gave the measuring guy off the installation price, which means I would owe $85 when I set up the appointment. They told me many times throughout the hour and 20 minutes I was sitting in the store picking out window coverings because mm-hmm. apparently I didn't pick out the right ones and whatever. And every time the guy gave me a quote... I said, is that with installation included? And it was a resounding yes. Well, guess what? What? It was not included because I get all this stuff last week. The stuff shows up at my house. I called the guy. I said, hey, come on over. Uh, you can put these in. I don't have a purchase order for that. And I'm not a Home Depot employee. You'll have to call the store. So then I call the uh, store and then they say, oh, here's what happened. You, We didn't charge you the $85. So that's when I told them. Don't worry about it. I'm never coming back there ever again to buy anything. <laughs> and I even wrote them a nasty email on the uh, uh, on because they send you this thing once you get it was an online order because mm-hmm. it was an online through the store. So they say, hey, please share your feedback. So I wrote this thing, and I explained the whole story to them. And then I even wrote, uh, I would rather get glass shoved in my eye than shop at a bone deep throat again. Is that a, is that a quote? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I would rather, uh, you know, and I, I, I just do these I would rather things. And then I, and then yeah. I said. Uh, I would rather take one of those um, ball-peen hammers yeah. and whack it at the end with another. Yeah. Uh, uh, with a with a pry bar into yeah, the yeah, into my yeah, eye socket. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I I, I could not remember the the, well, the bit is I pretend that I uh, I'm doing something and then you finish my sentence. Yeah, and then but I I'm finish saying your sentence. Yeah, I'm, I I should have said ball peen hammer. Right. Yeah. Let's start start again. Well, it's like uh, it's like I would rather take like a, what do we call those things? A ball peen hammer. Right. Yeah, and shove it right into my eye socket and hit it hit it with a. Uh, that was the worst. Uh, that was the worst Saturday Night Live. <sighs> no, that was cast. a that was a great bit. No, and all you need to do is yeah. just play along, and we could really make this into something. Well, I'm not. I'm not in the mood for playing along. Okay, fine. I'm a little irritated. Okay, fine. Okay, be that way. So then, uh, you know, I tell this story on the air about Bone Deep Throat and how they screwed up and all this other stuff. And uh, now, obviously, the guy's not coming over because I'm not paying eighty five bucks. Ye- and then later in the day, uh, Luis from Rocky's Ace Hardware reached Good out. Good people, and- rock solid service. Yeah. And he said, "Hey, I can I can help you do those. I can I can. What What are you doing tomorrow night?" And I said, "Okay, you can come over tomorrow night." So he came over last night around five p.m. Yeah, and uh, it was great. It was great to see a, a professional show up, somebody who knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know we joke back and forth about how much I'm an idiot and I should have never have done this to begin with. <laughs> but here we are, and and Rockies is here to help. Well, Rockies couldn't help that much either because the shades are about an eighth inch too big to fit in the window. Oh Lord! Now so they. So they, were these measurements that were done by home by Bone Deep Throat by Bone Deep Throat? I didn't. See, what are you talking? What's this home goods? I, no, I, I don't even. I don't even know. What are you talking? I, I don't about? know. I'm just confused. Bone Deep Throat. Uh, yeah, Bone Deep Throat sent the guy over who's not their employee. He's just a contractor for them. Right. He put the measurements in. That's the measurements based off the things that we ordered in the store. Right? Yeah. So then, uh, you know, uh, Luis there is uh, measuring the thing, and he's like, uh, these are all, like, an eighth of an inch off. Like, they're too big. And then he he wound up making one of them fit. 
into the window by modifying the top part of it, like taking the cap end caps off the sure. thing so it does fit in the window. And, uh, you know, he suggested, well, now you're going to have to go deal with that now, you, oh, know, to, to, you know, because it's not it's not Rockies that, that, that I no, bought these bone deep throat. It's bone deep throat. They're mismeasured. So uh, now I have to go back into bone deep throat today and uh, complain about the mist-sized things that they specifically cut to my needs that they gave me the measurements for. Well, now, wait a minute now. Yeah. Why are you going back to them? What are you expecting to get from them? Because I need new ones. I, they don't fit in the window. I need to get. I need to reorder oh, the ones I that, that I have. So you had to go back to the place you said you'd never go back to? Yeah. So then he goes, all right, you know what? We can put the rest of these in, and that way you'll have the, at least the brackets up there, you know, to put. And, and you can fit the shade in the window by modifying it a little bit, right? Yeah. But the problem is they rub too much up against the inside of the window frame. Well, if you're going to spend $1,000 or, yeah. or whatever, you don't want rubbing. Right. Yeah. No rubbing. No, no rubbing. Actually, for $1,000, I want rubbing, and I want them to come to completion and, with the job. And tugging. Yeah, rubbing and tugging. 1000 bucks. What I see here is that you have found yourself in what is known as a home improvement pickle. Yes. In which there really is no good resolution. The, the good Unless resi- you scrap the whole project. Yeah, that's too late for that. And, yeah. then, and then hire... Someone who specializes in window treatments. Uh, Rocky's Ace Hardware specializes in window treatments. Well, they specialize in a lot of things. Yeah. But there are other businesses yeah. out there that also do it. Yeah. And anyone, listen, so, any any contractor will tell you, you measure twice before you write it down. You always measure twice. Cut, just to make sure. Measure twice, cut once. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So uh, I guess I could trim these things. But then I mean I have to take them down. I, I, I'm I'm just getting new ones. I'm yeah. not I'm not I'm not dealing with this anymore. So I, I he he goes listen. Uh, I'll I'll put up the brackets for you and put the re- whatever we have here in, and then you can go and you know do what you need to do with the customer service at the Bone Deep Throat. It's missing pieces. They're missing hardware to hang them. The hardware there was only. Two sets of hardware out of the eight that I needed. That would make you six shy. Six short. <sighs> so this, yeah, this rabbit hole gets deeper and nastier every time you open your mouth about it. I just, I'm an idiot. I should and, no. And then like, ac- actually, Steve, you're you're not. You're not the idiot because you were amongst hundreds of thousands of people that go to that place all the time. Multiple times. Uh, yeah, multiple times, unknowingly, uh, you know, unsuspecting. You're just you're just an a- average customer to them. The fact that they would mismeasure, the fact that they would give you a uh, product that did not have all the necessary equipment to use the uh, this product at a thousand bucks, that says more about who really is the idiot, and it ain't you. I have to tell you though, the uh, the room darkening feature of the shade works very well. well I'm sure it does. I, I can't see the light outside anymore of the house. Which is pretty nice. Yeah, but that's about the only good thing I can say. I don't. I don't hear anything good about this situation. I and, see uh, you just being, you know, confronted but, with one more inconvenience. But but here's the conversation I had with with Luis as he's uh, as he's trying to navigate through my messy home with my dog bothering him every five seconds for some mm-hmm. sort of treat that he doesn't have. He's uh, he's he says he's doing he's putting these brackets in and he's putting them all up, and I'm looking and I go. 
I guess I could do that. And he goes, you could definitely do this. And But it, but it's more of a matter of somebody showing me how to do something yeah. once, and then I could probably do it again. Okay, but here's the difference. You're having a guy who knows what he's doing mm-hmm. telling you in advance, yeah, you don't have the right parts here. You know what this guy did? You would have been there like for three hours before you figured out, I don't have the right parts here. This is rock solid service right here. You know yeah. what this guy did? What? He drilled the pre-drilled the holes for me, so when I do get the brackets, I can just put them up and drill them in, and I don't have to measure anything. Fantastic! That's some rock solid that's, service, right that's there. That's what you get. Yeah, but uh, are you are you kidding me? None of this stuff fits. It, 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 again, you got to take the blame <laughs> off yourself here. This is not about you now. This is really about the inadequate management. Of uh, of what's going on at Bone Deep Throat. This is uh, it has everything to do with them and nothing to do with you. You're like you're just an innocent patsy in this whole thing, as far as I'm concerned. Well, innocent up until the point where I actually walked into a Bone Deep Throat and said, "I'd like to invite the window covering, please." Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but Dan, take my money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'll sure tell you what, everything will be fine. I'd almost I'd almost be willing to pay for half of this to make sure you never do that voice again. Okay, let's go to the <laughs> Come on, let's find the window coverings for both of you. Oh, yeah, I do want to get screwed. Yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate it. <sighs> the fact you have to go back I to know. them. It sucks. The that, whole that's, thing that, just sucks. That's ridiculous to me. So now I have to walk in there after we get done here today and go over and deal with because it's going to be a process. It's yeah. not just like, oh, yeah, here's your complaint. This is, I'm sure this is going to be the bone deep throat investigation. You know, <laughs> I was like, if you want to come to my house and see how they don't fit, you're more yeah. than welcome to come up there and do that. See, this is why we don't do home improvements in my house. We just, we just let things break and fall apart and, uh, you know, crumble on their yeah. own. Because, yeah. you know, I mean,. You know, I well, would find this to be completely intolerable. Well, the top quality uh, valance thing that I bought for the for the slider door. Yeah. One of the th- the panels broke as I was hanging it. Oh my god. There's nothing good that's happened in this whole story. Well, Not other one good than other Luis. Luis from 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 Rockies. Other, good people uh, rock solid yeah. service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. Other location. than a professional showing up going, You're an idiot. <laughs> And he's like commenting on like how much I see. You spent a thousand bucks on these, Yikes. <laughs> you know. But uh, but no, Luis, thank you so much for from Rockies for showing me how to do all that stuff. And now I got to go deal with the bone deep throat. It's six twenty four with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's uh, six twenty six with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. You know the uh, the other thing that uh, you know Luis comes uh, from Rockies comes over to the house last night. Yeah, and he. Uh, He's like, he just takes a look around, and he goes, "All right, I'll be, I'll be, I'll go back out to my uh, my truck, and I come back." And he comes in with like these three big toolboxes, like you know, lugging them up the stairs and everything. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh man, that's like a manly's man right there with all those toolboxes, and he probably, and it's all organized, and he probably knows where every little thing is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you ask me where my vice grips are, and I'm like, I got to go searching in four different places around the house for them because I don't know where they are. But he's got them all organized, and I'm like, God, I feel like such a pansy. I know. I'm 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 the same way. Years ago, I used to have a, a plumber. Yeah. Um, who uh, you know kind of worked more like industrial yeah. jobs, but you know he uh, he came over the house once with just a cardboard box of tools, like and the, and the cardboard box, you know, it's got 
you know, duct tape on it. It's falling apart. He didn't have a toolbox. He just had a cardboard box. Daughtry stickers all over it. Yes. And I said to him, dude, don't you look at toolbox? He said, trust me, everything I'm going to need is in this box. How about that? Like he knew exactly what was going to happen with my toilet. And magically, this guy was able to fix the toilet with everything in the cardboard box. Now, if it were me, I would have to... Uh, search around the house for where I left the tools the last time I tried to do something around the house. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have that, then I'd have to go to Rockies to try to ask somebody, hey, I'm trying to do this. What kind of tool would I need? And they'd say, you'd probably need a screwdriver. And I would say, I'm not sure I have one of those. And so that's that's how the whole thing would go. This is why when it comes to doing things to improve the home, I always try to hire a man. A real man, not a fake I, uh, poser man I'll, I'll, like me. I'll take it. I don't care if it's a woman. As long as they have the tools to get the job done that know more than I do, then have at it. I, I agree. I don't care what your gender is. It has nothing to do <laughs> with with uh, with like uh, uh, with with the chromosomes. It has nothing to do with that. If you're if you're there to fix stuff and you got all the proper tools, you're my man. Yeah. Even if you're a woman. That's right. That's it. You're the man. You're the man. You're the woman. Now fix this, please. And and if you're a woman, make me a sandwich while you're in the kitchen. That would be good too. Yeah, yeah. And wash these dishes. Yeah. They're starting to pile up. What a martini to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's six twenty nine. With Bax and Nagel and Rockwood 02. This time of year, you double down on cheer. So does Duncan. That's 6.30. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. Just 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A Northampton man has been sentenced to five years in state prison and lost his license for 15 years after pleading guilty to a hit-and-run accident that killed a woman back in 2021. Uh, 53-year-old Peter Toomey uh, pleaded guilty Tuesday to charges of leaving the scene of a personal injury causing death, misleading a police officer and negligent motor vehicle homicide. Court records show that Toomey struck and killed 45-year-old Rhonda Thompson when she was walking with a friend around 6.30 a.m. in the breakdown lane of Route 2 in Shelburne on June 8th of 2021. Toomey never slowed down after he struck Thompson, at which point the friend walking with her flagged down passerby for help. Thompson died at the scene. In court yesterday, members of Thompson's family, including her husband, sister, and the friend walking with her when she was killed, spoke of the devastating loss they have experienced by her sister by her death. Her sister and other uh, family members were disappointed in the punishment, which they believe is too lenient. Northwestern DA's office noted that the recommendation is above the state sentencing guidelines and was a sentence the DA's office decided was warranted in this case. See... I get that. You know, you're the family member of who you lost somebody in a horrible, horrific way, and you feel like the punishment isn't enough. Mm. But that's what the state guidelines are. And they did go above and beyond the sentencing guidelines for what happened uh, in this case. It's just a tragedy all around. It is. Uh, let's see. Uh, the FBI, uh, is offering a $25,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of a man in Connecticut accused of murdering his 11 month old daughter. Police say Christopher friend Francis Queenie of Naugatuck can it killed his daughter at their home last Friday. Investigators say Francis Queenie, uh, cut off his ankle tracking monitor after he allegedly killed her in the Millville Avenue home. He's been on the run ever since police located his car in New Haven on I-91 South. 
They say he is armed and dangerous. If you see him, do not approach him. Call uh, the police immediately. His bond is set at $5 million. Jesus. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I'm not sure what how he killed the kid. I don't, yeah, yeah. Oh, homicide caused by neck compressions and stab wounds. What the hell is that? That's uh that's somebody who's uh, seriously sick. Is Very. What that is. That's uh Jesus. That's crazy. Um, a recommendation to reduce the property tax rate in the city of Springfield next, next fiscal year has been made in an effort to provide some financial relief for city residents. Mayor Domdom, along with the Board of Assessors, announced Monday night that they recommended significantly cutting property taxes. The recommended rates for fiscal year 23 are $17.05 for residential property and $36.40 for commercial, industrial, uh, and personal property. This would mark around a 9.4% decrease in residential tax rates from the 2022 fiscal year. That's pretty good. That is uh, that is pretty good. And, you know, the thing is, in, in Springfield, I mean, this is going to sound crazy. Because it, uh, it you know has a high budget for things, mm-hmm. they actually have a lot more services than, you know, some of these old uh, suburban towns, say, like a Huntington or a Hamden. That don't have all the services that you might get in the big cities. And then to find out that your taxes go down, where do you hear that? You never hear that. that. Ever. Although property values have increased, leading to higher taxes, uh, Dom Dom said that if approved, these new rates would greatly reduce average property tax bills. It's a delicate balance, everybody. We want to keep the quality of life services going. We want to be respectful to our residents, but I also want to keep the economy and jobs going here in the city of Springfield. Now, any one of you meatheads wants to take me to task on this, we'll have a little powwow behind City Hall. Do you understand what I'm saying? Meet you at the dumpster at 3 o'clock. Yeah. You'll meet me and this tire iron. Yeah. I'm bringing Mom and Rico with me. You know, um, when I lived in East Long Meadow for all those years, my, uh, my tax rate would go up every single damn year. And at some point, uh, I figured, hey, you know what's going to get really worse when someone decides, hey, maybe what we really need in this town is a new high school. And I, and I thank my lucky stars every day. I no longer live there because when the day comes that they have to build a new high school, guess what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Those taxes that were going up hundred dollars every year or more are yeah. going to explode when that happens. Explode. Explode. Like right in your face. I don't know if I like the idea of that, something exploding in my face. Oh, I'm sure you, you get used to it. Well, I've uh, <clears throat> had many things uh, explode in my face. Before. I know. I know. Uh, the Westfield police are asking for the public's help in identifying a person who allegedly stole from a package store. The photos shared on the Westfield Police Department's Facebook page show a suspect they say allegedly stole alcohol from the one-stop convenience store at uh, North Road on Saturday. At around 4.30 p.m., police believe he drives a light-colored green Toyota Corolla. Jeez. That's a gross car. Well, a Corolla's fine, but that color's so terrible. Well, maybe he was short on gas and he was just trying to get some alcohol to throw in the tank there. Did he say what kind of booze he stole? No, it doesn't, uh, but it looks like he's... I don't know. I can't remember. I think that place is like... um, that place is like a like a convenience store as well. Okay. So I'm not sure if they have like hard liquor there or not. I've seen like, you know, beer and wine in there, but I've never seen like the hard liquor. So you're going to like walk out of there with like a 12-pack of Trulies? 
Yeah, well, he looks like he's holding like a like a can or a bottle. So maybe he took like a forty or something. Like a King Cobra. Uh, old English eight hundred. Ooh, cold filtered for your. I, I don't for know your, for the good taste. I have no idea what he's holding. I'm just. But it looks like a forty. It does look like a forty, and uh, you know uh, sometimes you get a little thirsty. I miss the days when drinking from a forty seemed like a cool idea. You know, I, I was thinking about this last week when we were doing that whole Mayflower Marathon thing. Yeah. Why don't we just, uh, why don't we run like a, a booze donation? You know, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, alcohol is a thing that brings people together. It's true. So, you know, if we uh, did like the, instead of the Mayflower Marathon, it would be like the, uh, I don't know, uh, what else would you call it? Um. <laughs> R- Reuniti Runathon. The, there, yeah, yeah. yeah well, know, well, you, listen, we, yeah. I think we can do better than uh, than Reuniti. Uh, well, yeah, no, I like Lambrusco. Yeah, the Manischewitz Marathon. I like Lambrusco. I like uh, taking. I like twisting the cap off the Lambrusco bottle and letting it breathe. For a while <laughs> well, you before. have to. Yeah, if you really want it to sing. But yeah, we we could do a whole like alcohol related. Uh, f- Fund drive? Yeah, I don't know. That like, would be good. Yeah, that would be good. And instead of instead of you coming down and dropping off money, you drop off drink chips for all the different <laughs> bars around the area. I think we're on to something. Good for one draft beer at the Moose Lodge. <laughs> I have like a. I, have I, got, a, I got a whole stack of VFW chips. I got a. I got a whole. Uh, I got a bunch of those wooden nickels. In uh, like a collection of them that my dad used to get, I used to I used to because he'd leave them around all the all the time. <laughs> he'd come home, he'd come home, pretend like he did he wasn't going to the bar, yeah. And then he'd he'd be drunk, so he'd be taking the stuff out of his pockets and just leaving it on the counter. Of course, my mother would, my mother would know when he walked in the door that he was stopped at the bar. He didn't have hey, the traffic was so bad getting home. That's why it took me two hours for a twenty minute drive. You know. That kind of thing, and uh, he would pull out the, the stuff out of his pocket with the uh, the dirty handkerchiefs. What was that all about back then? The people with the handkerchiefs, yeah, and like blowing their nose into the handkerchief. Oh, I know. And then refolding it to blow their nose again. And then my mother, who would who had that, you know, she did all the laundry and everything. She yeah. would be pulling out the the booger rags <laughs> out of his pocket. <laughs> Of his chino pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I'm laughing about that because I remember like my my grandmother yeah. wanting to give me like a bunch of my grandfather's uh, you know handkerchiefs, and I'm like, Grandma, they have things called Kleenex. Mm. I blow my nose. Yeah. And I throw it away. Or you throw it in the toilet. Yeah. Flush it down the toilet. I don't blow my nose. Put it in my pocket. For for later use, I blow, I go. We grew up in a depression, okay? <laughs> we didn't have tissues, you pansies. I mean, think about that. Yeah. You know, like your like your mom or your grandmother yeah, had to gross had to you know pick them up with her bare hands and then you know put them and then you know like either wash them on a washboard, yeah, or put them in a machine that gets all gunked up with your dad's snot rockets all over the place. Yeah, God bless my mother, huh? She put up with all that crap. She did. And five kids. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Someone saying the Mayflower Boozathon or the Mayflower Drinkathon? Mm, maybe. Maybe. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, how about the liver liquidators? 
Oh, I like that. Yeah, you can do good. that. Yeah. yeah. How about that? You can do that one? <laughs> Cirrhosis of the liverthon. I like that there one. Now yeah, we're there you go. A uh, 23-year-old near San, San Antonio named uh, Seniata Soto Seniata Soto FaceTimed her boyfriend last Sunday and was shocked when another woman picked up. Oh, boy. It turned out to be one of his relatives, but Sonata didn't know that. So she went to his house while no one was home and burned it down. Oh, yeah. That's a little bit of a over. Reaction. She, she either texted a video or FaceTimed him again while doing it because there's a shot of his uh, his couch on fire, and she told him, quote, hope your house is okay. He called the fire department, but it was too late. The whole house was a complete loss. People on GoFundMe have donated over $15,000 to help him and his young daughter out. He mm. says he'd only been dating Sonata for a month. Now, can this relationship be salvaged? This is a metaphor for my burning desire for you. As I lit your couch on fire, mm-hmm. all I could think of was the fire inside my burning loins. Yeah. The burning I would experience soon after our romantic encounter. Gonorrhea! <laughs> she got arrested two days later. She's facing burglary and arson charges. And yeah, he broke up with her. Ah, oh, damn. Well, you know that's one of those things that uh, if you had it like a like a like a VIN number on dates, you yeah. could always go back and uh, date facts, find out she burned a couch for the with a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Have a good luck with that. That, that what is that? That's your like um, like a quarry check. Yeah, it's like a, check it's like a dating quarry check. No quarry check. Okay, isn't that what they used to call it on the Flintstones? <laughs> All that. Yes. Right. Yeah, Bonnie, you, that's like that guy Wilmer up in Holyoke. Wilmer, Bonnie's going to have to get a quarry check down at it today. Hey, Fred, it says here you were contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Oh, boy. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be rainy with a high of 56 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 41. <laughs> It's 34 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 649 and Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, rainy today, uh, starting like after 10 a.m., and it's going to be a little windy, too. Uh, so be careful with that today. High of 56 tomorrow, so sunny with a high of 41. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. A uh, couple of things. First of all, uh, check out the uh, the Bax and Nagel Daily Podcast mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. It's up uh, every single day. Uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week uh, reposted my interview from October of 2020 with Elliot Easton of the Cars. Really cool interview. You can check that out also on all those platforms. You might also want to check out Nagel Mind Your Business. The podcast exclusively on rock102.com. Uh, listen as uh, Steve sits down with local business owners and people uh, that he likes. Yeah. Exclusively on rock102.com. Just a, uh, well, there's one on there. Yeah, I can't promote some of the things that we talk about on there because they're not regulated for the radio. Sure. But uh, we got uh, Chris, Chris Marion, photographer, who mm-hmm. does all the photos here for Rock 102. But matter of fact, does photos for a lot of different uh, events. He was down at MGM on Friday night. Uh, doing the uh, Christmas tree lighting. Also does a lot of stuff for the NBA, the, too. The NBA, and uh, and it's a really interesting podcast to yeah. get into the uh, the photography world. Also want to mention that uh, later this week, I'm not sure if it's uh, tomorrow or Friday, uh, Kenny Wayne Shepard 
is supposed to be on the phone with us. Now, so the thing about Kenny Wayne yeah. Shepherd is that song and yeah. that album uh, called Troubled Is gonna, or Trouble Is. You're going to make me feel old. It's it's 25 years no! old. Why'd you do that? Now, here, here's the, yeah. there's a couple of interesting things about Kenny Wayne Shepherd. I bet yeah. you didn't even know. What? That album, which is, a, there's like a, a, there's a, a re-release of yeah. it coming up uh, this week, I believe, was produced by Jerry Harrison of Talking Heads. Sweet. When I interviewed Jerry Harrison, he said this is like an album he was particularly proud of the way it came out. Oh, see. Very, very proud. Listen, you and Kenny can do the interview. But let me toss something else what? at you. What? And I think that, that you would appreciate this. Yeah. You know who his father-in-law is? Mick Jagger. No. Who? Mel Gibson. His father-in-law? His father-in-law is Mel Gibson. Oh. Married his oldest daughter like in 2006 or something like that. We were just talking about Mel Gibson yesterday. We were. And how many movies he's been in. And um, Wow, that's uh, that's interesting. We could turn this whole thing into a, a big discussion yeah. about Mel Gibson. Yeah. Uh, how does your father-in-law feel about yeah. certain groups of people? Is he still your father-in-law? Yeah. Do you still talk to him? Have you disowned him at all? Have you ever said to your wife, could we please not go over to your dad's house for Thanksgiving? Or do we have to invite your father to every little party we throw? Well, you're certainly not going over there for, uh, you know, <laughs> fun and games. No, you're not. Yeah, you're you're here with the rants of a madman. <laughs> I'll tell you who's pissing me off today. <laughs> He's a he, uh, apparently Mel Gibson's a nice guy though. I, I've heard that when he's not drunk. When he's drunk, not so nice. Yeah, but that's uh, true of a lot of us. Uh, I know a guy who was in a movie with him. Oh yeah, your your friend there. Yeah, my yeah. friend. He does he does like you know, he gets parts in movies and stuff like that, which is pretty cool, I think. But uh, he uh, he once shared a cigarette with uh, Mel Gibson. Did he? Did Mel bum his cigarette off uh, him, I or did he, he bum the cigarette off of Mel? I think he just needed a light. I think that's what it was. Oh, okay. I think Mel just needed a light because it wasn't like they both put their mouth on the same cigarette. No, that no, you're aware that, of that would have been saved. I would have thought. I, I would that's why I would think too. Put, put in a uh, Ziploc baggie and uh, used as DNA evidence for the, uh, you know, for further trials or to sell it yeah. at auction. Yeah, we could do that too. Yeah, you could do either one. But uh, apparently, he's a nice guy. Yeah. So Kenny Wayne Shepherd, sometime this weekend, he's going to be at the Wilbur Theater on March 29th, and those tickets are reasonably priced. I was just going to ask you, who were we talking about again? <laughs> we went on up Mel Gibson's Gibson. son-in-law, Kenny Wayne Shepard. Oh, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Buddy the Elf Spaghetti. I really like that movie, by the way. Elf. You like that one? I love it. Yeah, yeah it's kind of It's a good funny. I, th- I think it's hilarious. Anyway, uh, you remember the scene where he has spaghetti for breakfast and he covers it in candy and maple syrup? I do. Well, now you can enjoy some yourself because a new meal kit version is coming next week. <laughs> Warner Brothers teamed up with HelloFresh. You'll be able to order the kits at HelloFreshElfSpaghetti.com, which is way too many words for a URL, starting next Monday. Each one costs $15 and makes two full servings of Buddy the Elf Spaghetti. The kit includes everything you need. Pasta, marshmallows, various types of candy, Maple syrup, chocolate syrup, chocolate cereal, and generic chocolate frosted Pop-Tarts. Now, here's the thing. There'll yeah. be some people say, oh, my God, that's gross. Why would you spend uh, money on that? It actually sounds a whole lot better than it seems, I think. Well, you know what it is? It's the pasta. It's the idea of the pasta. 
because typically people don't put those kinds of things on pasta. True. But really, it's just another starch. Pasta by itself doesn't have a whole hell of a lot of taste. You could basically put anything on it. But I don't know if I would put... Didn't he pour maple syrup on it? Yeah, that would be... That would be the thing that I probably wouldn't do, but frosting yeah. sounds certainly good on a on, on pasta. Frosting? Yes. Oh, speaking of which, uh, I, I found this new recipe that I really want to make. It's uh, M&M frosting. Ooh, now and, we're talking. Yeah. Yes. So it's like you take, it's basically, you, you know, it's softened butter. It's just like you'd, you'd make a regular frosting, mm-hmm. with, uh, buttering cocoa, cocao, right. whatever, how do you say it? Chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> And then you take, uh, I think it was like two cups of M&M's coarsely ground in a blender. Like you make a dust, like a half dust, half... uh, Just pulse it a couple times. pulse it a couple of times to chop it all up. And then uh, so you have little tiny bits and like dust of M&M's. And then you pour that into the thing and then you you swirl it all around Mm -hmm. with your your mixer. And uh, apparently it is like the best frosting you've ever had. You imagine like a chocolate frosting with like Reese's Pieces in it? How good that would be? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you right? Could, you, the, the possibilities are endless. Oh, I, I could spend all day coming up with ideas like like this. But as you mix it, the M&Ms crush even more. Oh, and, yeah. kinda, and so they get that the milk chocolate that melts in your mouth. And but nothing. not in your hands. Yeah. Well, it probably would be on your hands because it's frosting. No, I'm going to look it right out of the bowl. Is what oh, I'm gonna do. God, you know, I guess... Yeah, times like this, I just wish we just had a big tub of Crisco. We could eat that like pudding. I'm, I'm, I'm making things now that uh, seemingly have been, if the thought of it being too hard to do, but then actually like watching the recipe and watch somebody make it, going, that's not really that hard to do. Yeah, fried rice. I made my own fried rice. Not hard to do. Not all, not at all. And uh, it came out excellent. It, you, and it, it's not greasy like you're getting it from like a, you know one of them fast food Chinese places where yeah. it's all like it's obviously been sitting there for a couple of days and they just keep pouring more oil on it and frying <laughs> it before they serve it up to you. Right. The, it, it was uh, it was really easy to make. Uh, Fifteen minutes uh, to make the rice. Yeah. And then uh, you have a skillet. I used some green onions and some garlic. Right. And uh and a box of frozen peas and carrots. Well, how about that? Look and at it, you. And you put the rice in there in the pan after you sautéed the onions and the uh, and the garlic. Right. And then you you crack two eggs in the middle. Yeah. You scramble them and yeah, then you yeah. and then you mix it around with the rice. And, God uh, damn it! You're, you're, make, you're making me hungry now. Well, uh, what turned me on to the fried rice thing was Kay's sushi out in uh, out in Westfield. Yeah. My girlfriend orders this this fried rice the one day, and it's like the best fried rice I've ever had because it's not greasy. It didn't have that like. I don't know. Sometimes you go to some of these places that you can like taste the lard in yeah. there that they threw in. See, it. I don't mind that. See, I do. I don't. I don't. It can't be too heavily oh, greased. I like. I like, a, I like a, a lot of grease. Yeah. So I said, you know, what? I could probably do this at home, and I looked at some recipes, and uh, sure as shizn it, I uh, I did it. I'll be damned. How about that? <laughs> I made my own fried rice. Never have to leave the house ever again. <laughs> Except to go to Bone Deep Throw to complain <laughs> to about my window your covers. Shades, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's 658 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey. 
Good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, this Sunday marks the official debut of quarterback Deshaun Watson in a Cleveland Browns uniform. After an 11-week suspension for aggressively violating the league's personal conduct policy, Deshaun gets to resume his electrifying football career despite being accused of sexually assaulting and harassing more than two dozen licensed female massage therapists just after signing a fully guaranteed five-year contract worth $230 million. And although he paid a $5 million fine to the league and settled most of the civil lawsuits against him, this Sunday he'll be getting back on the field to face the Houston Texans, the very team that he played with when he was busy showing off his penis to all those innocent women. Now you might think, Paxi, why is this even being allowed to happen? Why is this low-life scumbag being given the right to resume his career after all of this? Well, that's a fair question, and it's one that I've been asking myself for the last 11 weeks. And the only thing that I have concluded is that the Cleveland Browns and the NFL are being run by a-holes. I can give you no better answer than that. But don't worry, Deshaun Watson isn't totally off the hook. According to the attorney who represented most of his victims, a number of his clients will be attending the game in Houston on Sunday. Not because they're big football fans, but because they want it to be known that they're still out there and their voices have been heard and will continue to be. And while I fully support their courage as well as their outrage, this scum-sucking dirtbag is still getting back in the field with a $230 million guaranteed contract. And even though his backup, Jacoby Brissett, just finished beating Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday, the Browns would rather start a guy who should be on a sex offender registry instead. If somebody could explain to me why this is a good idea, I'd love to hear it because every other explanation makes me want to puke. But hey, and if a my yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The DeWalt Max 4 Tool Combo Kit from Rocky's, four essential power tools. A drill driver, impact driver, circular saw, and an LED work light. Only $280. That's a savings of 70 bucks. Just one of the killer power deals that are going on right now at Rocky's. Check out the sales flyer online or pick up a copy at your local Rocky's store location. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 709. And ZZ Top, LaGrange with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, starting around 11 a.m., we're going to see lots of rain throughout the rest of the day and, uh, and some high, heavy winds as well. Uh, high of 56. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 41. 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Do you know what time it is, Bax? Uh... 7.09. It is time for M I the A-Hole. Mini, mini, mini. Uh, this one, local one. Really? Yeah. Local? Yeah. Um, this, uh, this jerk came into my uh, big box store I work at. We'll call it Bone Deep Throat. And we screwed this guy out of window coverings. No, that's not really. That's not. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. Uh, I'm so glad you're not no. making this all about you. I, well, I always make it about me. Isn't that what this is all about? This show is making our, this show all about us in some one well, way or I, another. I suppose in a way. Uh, anyway, am I the a-hole for eating my husband's entire birthday cake by myself? I'll preface this by saying that my husband's family and I don't get along, like, at all. We're mm-hmm. rarely ever on good terms, and for my mental health, I decided to put distance between us. Especially uh, after I was blamed for my most recent miscarriage that happened three months ago. 
kind of family does that? No kidding. My family can still see and visit uh, them whenever he wants. For me, I don't attend any of their events, not even Thanksgiving nor Christmas. My husband's 30th birthday was two days ago. I planned to celebrate with him. I bought a cake and a gift, but he said that his family invited him to celebrate his birthday and that he really, really, really wanted to go because the birthday parties his family throws are like no others. We had an argument over this, but he told me to wait for him till he uh, finished celebrating there with his family. Then we could celebrate together at home and eat cake. After he left, I felt so terrible. I called him, uh, but he turned his phone off. I was so mad, I took the cake and brought it into the living room and started eating from it. I ate the whole thing and didn't save him a single piece. I guess I was so angry and it made me hungry. He came home and he saw what I did and blew up saying I did this to be spiteful and to punish him for not ditching his family on his birthday like I wanted him to. I reminded him I paid for the cake, but he called me petty and nuts. He ranted and ranted, then said he didn't get uh, to eat uh, cake at his parents' house because lots of kids were there and he didn't get enough cake. And what I did was 10 times worse. He's been upset with me ever since. Am I the a-hole? Oh. I think you need a marriage counselor, yeah, I think, I, is I, what you need. First of all, she was not invited to this party with the family, or she just, just chose not to go? She just chose not to go. She said she chooses not to go to any of these things, Thanksgiving or Christmas. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of yeah, you know, piss I mean, poor attitude. The, the a-hole in this uh, situation may just be her. Yeah, because well, I mean, sometimes, I mean, sometimes you just got to suck it up and go. Even if you don't want to go, you oh, suck it up. Okay. But, but then you don't eat the whole cake. Yeah, but on the other hand, why is this guy letting this kind of relationship go on? You know, where's the, hey, let's let's make some peace here and say, yeah. okay, I know you don't like my family that much, but I love you very much. Uh, we can make this work somehow. Yeah, but sometimes it's not uh, always that simple. Sometimes it's very, very complex. But uh, nevertheless, uh, he's married to a woman that can eat an entire cake. Yeah, I don't know if uh, is that the kind of person you want to be around. I don't. I don't. <laughs> that can eat an entire cake in I'm, one sitting. I mean, if you're talking about like it's a cupcake or uh, like a, like a small cake you might get that at you know, like you ever see like the small cakes you can get at like Big Y or something like that. Those little tiny ones. Yeah. It could be that size. She didn't be. specify how big it was. It didn't sound like she actually made the cake. It sounds like she bought it yeah. from a store. I don't know. I mean, an entire cake is a lot of damn cake. Listen, uh, even in the, the bowels of my uh, my ultimate stonedness, if you will, mm-hmm. I couldn't eat an entire cake by myself. I got a limit to cake. Yeah. Uh, even, even pie, which I love more than cake. At some point I say, I've had enough pie for now. But a woman that can eat an entire cake. Um, if you're worried about how to get out of this relationship, don't worry. I think the diabetes will kill her anyway. Yeah, probably. Yeah. She's going to lose a couple of toes before she loses any rings off her fingers. Right. You know? And at that point, she'll have no foot to stand on. All right, moving along. Would I be the uh, a-hole if I didn't make fruit preserves for my brother-in-law? Because last Christmas, he said my gifts are tacky. English is not my first language. Sorry if there's any mistakes. That's not this person. That's me talking. So that's the whole thing? No. Uh, For the past three Christmases, I've always give everyone fruit preserves. I make homemade marmalade and jam of all kinds. It's one of my hobbies, and I even sell them online. I try to only give people uh, ones that are made from fruits that they like. I only give them to adults. 
I get the children different things. Last year, my sister got engaged and married to, uh, to a man, Kevin. Kevin. And last Christmas, Kevin complained when I gave him and my sister a box of jars of different kinds of fruit preserves for Christmas. He said that that is tacky and trashy for me to give them as a gift in front of the whole family. It was very embarrassing. Uh, here's an edit. By, by, by this, I meant he complained in front of the whole family. He complained about the gift itself. However, he still ate them, and my sister even mentioned to me that he really likes my jam, and it's better than the store ones. I'm wondering if I would be the a-hole if I didn't give Kenny any fruit preserves for uh, Kevin for any pre- fruit preserves for Christmas this year because he complained about them last year. I think I might be petty or childish for me to do that, but I really don't want to hear him complain about it again. Oh, I got to tell you, I don't think uh, she's the a-hole in this situation at all. I think Kevin's a real jerk. I think a Kevin- real uh, unthankful jerk. You know, I've gotten some terrible gifts in my day. Terrible. Never, it's something I'm never going to ever use. It uh, doesn't happen very often, but from time to time I get something I'm like, oh, thank you very much. But you know what I always do? I always show a level of gratitude, no matter how crappy or inappropriate the gift may be. Mm-hmm. I would never sit there and, and, and say, mm-hmm. your gift, regardless of what it might be, is tacky and stupid. I think that's disrespectful. I usually say that to my kids when they hand make me something. Ah, oh, this is tacky and stupid. Yeah, but that has no long-term ramifications with a child, no, as no, you no. know. I mean, they, they they never suffer as a result of that kind of critique. I like to see myself as employing future therapists in the world. <laughs> I don't think we're, you we're have gonna, to do all that much. We got to keep this mental health stronghold thing going. Yeah, you know? right. I'm just making. I'm just contributing my part. Thank you, Steve, for your for your help. My service. Yes, yeah. yes. So, uh, yeah, I th- I think uh, Kevin is the jerk here. I mean, honestly, Kevin doesn't deserve the fruit yeah, preserves. I, I, I I'm kind of like uh, big on gratitude. Oftentimes, if someone says, "Hey, what do you want for Christmas?" I was like, "I don't really need anything. Don't, I don't I, don't I don't need anything. I don't want anything. I don't need extra things in the house. I don't want anything either." Yeah. I don't. I really don't. Yeah, actually, honestly, my kids hand making me something that's probably one of the coolest things that you can get. You know what I tell my because kids? They put effort into it. I told my kids many yeah. years ago because they were saying, "Hey, Dad, what do you want for Christmas?" I said, "You yeah. know, all I really want, just want a little bit of your time." Yeah, that's it. Just to spend some time together, be more than happy. Save your money. You know, buy yourself something nice. But you know what? All I need is a little bit of your time. And then they go spend time with you in your record room, and you get lost in this, oh, man, I went to this concert back in 1983. Yeah, then they can't wait to escape. Yeah, and they're like, oh, my God, why did I agree? There he goes, the nostalgia. I should have just got him a tie. (laughs) (laughs) Which he never wears, but I would would show gratitude because that's the kind of guy I am. But I'm that kind of person that, like, I don't need gifts. If I want something, I will save the money and buy it. I'm, yeah, that I'm like, kind of at the same like, way. Like window coverings. <laughs> I figured, you know what? If I save up enough money, I can get yeah. window coverings eventually in this house that I've been living in for two years. Yeah, if you really want something, you'll yeah. buy it twice from the we, same retailer. And then we get one room done, not even a room done, and uh, it's all kinds of problems. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of that way, too. It, it, at my age, it's kind of like, you know, if I really want something, I'll go and get it. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't need anything. Uh, here's another one. Am I the a-hole for telling my girlfriend not to call my dogs by nicknames? I, 27, uh, decided to take over my family's farm about a year ago, but I've been dating my girlfriend, uh, tw- who's 24, for six months now. When I took over the farm, I knew I wanted to get two dogs that were great protectors, so I got a Rottweiler, mainly for guarding, and a 
Marima Sheepdog. Is that how you say that? I guess. Who uh, does most of the uh, herding. Needless to say, both dogs have important jobs, and I always need them to be alert and aware in their training for the safety of themselves and other animals on the property, and that includes not treating them as pets. Recently, my girlfriend has been calling my dogs by two distinctive nicknames, and it's really bothersome. She calls the Rottweiler Rump Roast and uh, Marema Jelly, which are not their names. She has also been petting and cuddling up to them as you would a cute little puppy or something. I understand that she loves them and the nicknames are out of love, but again, these dogs are not to be treated as pets. They are workers. I explained this to her, and I told her that if she couldn't understand where I was coming from, I really couldn't have her over anymore, and we would have to continue to see each other outside of the farm. That almost means like, how about we don't see each other at, at all, all then? Uh, this made her upset in a sad way. She was really sad when she had left, and I felt bad. I tried to explain my reasoning inside of things to her, and even asked uh, my little sis for some advice, but my sister said that I was the a-hole because my girlfriend is just a great person who cares for the animals as much as I do, which is true, so I get where she's coming from, but I also need these dogs to say trained as farm animals. This is kind of a tough one because I kind of see his point to a to an extent. You know, on one hand, this woman's just trying to be nice to the dogs, okay? That, I, yeah, okay. But there are some dogs that you're really not supposed to be treating as cuddly pets. And I'm not just talking because of the breed, but there really is something to what he's saying as far as their training goes. That once you start to treat these animals like you would treat like a house pet, Mm -hmm. it kind of damages all the training they've gone through. To perform the jobs they do. Like, for example, if you went to a police dog, okay, and you started to get all cuddly and stuff, yeah, you're kind of damaging the training that that dog went through that's why to become you, a police dog. That's why they tell you not to touch the dog. Exactly. Yeah. It has nothing to do with whether the dog is a nice dog or, or, or whatever, but you do not want to destroy or take anything away from what he is trained to do. So I kind of see his point. And I can't really call her being an a-hole either because it her experience with dogs may be very different. She may see a dog and oh, so cute and cuddly, and she go after the dog's the dog's face and you know put her and, and wait for the dog to, to to lick her you know forehead or whatever whatever it may be. So this would be the equally shared hole. Yes, yes, I think I think there is. It's a relationship that cannot be. This isn't going to work. It's out. not it's not going to work. Somebody told me uh, to get a barn cat. You ever hear of all these things? For a cat to just live like in the barn. Eat mice and chipmunks and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm I don't understand the concept of this thing. First of all, I there's this cat that keeps coming around my house who's not a barn cat. He's just a he's an a-hole uh because he urinates all over everything. Ugh, that's the worst. I, I don't I, I, I still don't get the people who, like, have cats and let them out of the house like that. What, why, why would you say, I love animals and I love cats, and not know where they are? There's, you know how many cats go missing all the time because oh, yeah. people just let them out? They're also prone to more diseases if you leave them outside. That's what I'm saying. It's like, why would you do that? That's cruelty to the animal if you're leaving the cat outside all the time like that. Well, the good news is they're always wearing a coat. You have to worry about them freezing. But uh, I don't understand this concept of a barn cat. So I don't feed it. It feeds itself. Is it going to attack me? 
like if uh, I don't know it's not gonna attack you because it doesn't see you as a food source unless you're providing food for it but okay. if it, but you know cats are natural born hunters right and so if they're hungry they're gonna find something to kill and eat yeah what like if a I, mouse what if I go into the barn the one day and uh, I'm like oh hey a little kitty and the thing goes <laughs> and like scratches my eyeballs out cat would do that anyway yeah I guess you're right doesn't matter whether in the barn or in your living room well there you go Am I the a-hole? Well, there you go. I think we resolved a lot of problems. It's 723 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and... 102. Yeah, kind of a storm today. Windy and rainy. So that's going to start around 11 o'clock this morning and uh, go throughout the day with a high of 56 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 41. It's uh, 35. They're actually preparing for, like, you know, down to power lines and stuff like that. I uh, we had like a power outage on Sunday mm-hmm. for like uh, for like you know five seconds, and then another one later in the day for twenty five seconds, mm-hmm. and there was football going on. I tell you what, there could have been real problems in that house. Well, that sucks to be you, man. <laughs> man, you t- tell you that you're telling me. Mm-hmm. You're telling me. Yeah, I don't like uh, I don't like all of that because because I have to I have to reset the two clocks we pay attention to one in the microwave and one in the oven. That's the only two clocks that have to be set every time the power goes out, because everything else is, uh, you know, all on, you know, phones and and and, and watches and stuff like that. Yeah. But, oh man, I hate the inconvenience of a power outage. I hate that too. I just hate that. But you know what? I haven't had one in a while. Like power outages don't happen as often as they used to. They, you know, we haven't really had a good one. Yeah. Since, like, the hurricane and the ice storm. And the tornado. Right. Yeah. Not the hurricane. Yeah, the tornado. The tornado tornado and the ice storm. Well, the hurricane, probably, uh, that was the same year. (laughs) So that was all. But that was, like, you know, power outage for several days. Yeah. And that sucked. That sucked big time. That was everywhere, too. Yeah. Uh, So we're kind of lucky we don't have to to deal with that kind of thing. I, you know, we have a a generator. Yeah. That, uh, you know, I'll pull out in case we have... uh, like a significant one. I think we were out of power for like a, like a day and a half. Yeah. Uh, once since moving to Hamden, and that was and that was it. And then it was like, okay, we're we're back and uh, back on track. But when I moved there, uh, everyone was saying, "Oh, I mean, you're you're gonna hate to see how many power outages you have in Hamden." Yeah, I haven't had that many. I used to live next to this uh, this old folks home in in Huntington. Yeah. And uh, when that we lost the power for that uh, that tornado, when it, like everybody else lost power for a week. Ours was only off for like thirty hours. That was it. Yeah, and they, they turned it back on because they have to get the stuff on for the uh, the old people with the oxygen tanks and all that other good stuff. That they oh, that's on. why they do it. I thought yeah. they had they had to get the TV back on so they could watch their stories. Well, uh, watch pe- the programs. People's People's Court, Matlock, uh, Murder <laughs> She Wrote, Sheriff Lobo comes on at three o'clock in the afternoon. I'll be damned if I can't watch some of those in the heat of the night. Ooh, with Carol O'Connor, yeah. I'm thinking of all these like old people shows. Uh, Stacy Keach, Mike Hammer, Mike, Mike Hammer, Mike Hammer. Was, uh, yeah, that was another one. Murder, she wrote. That's that was a, an old people show. Well, hey, you know you gotta get you. Gotta, they got to watch that stuff, otherwise you're gonna miss it because you might die before the next episode gets made. <laughs> Sometimes you just can't. That's you right. just can't rely on on longevity to see the next episode of Matlock. No, you cannot. It's 7:31. News. 7.34 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy. Reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing. 
Noonan.com is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. One person is under arrested in connection with a weekend shooting in Springfield. Under arrested? That's what Western Mass News is saying. Shouldn't it be under arrest? Yeah, who's to say what the proper terminology is? <laughs> now you're just splitting hairs, back. No, uh, you're splitting hair. Uh, yes, uh, Springfield Police Spokesman Ryan Wall said officers were called to the 300 block of Hancock Street, <laughs> Street. <laughs> early Saturday morning for a shot spotter activation. Police located a man suffering from a gunshot wound, and he was taken to Bay State with non-life-threatening injuries. Investigators also found that two cars had been hit by bullets. Walsh noted that an arrest was issued against... Oh, I'm sorry. An arrested was issue, issued against 37-year-old <laughs> Michael... See, they spelled it wrong in the next line. Michael LeBron of Springfield, who was arrested... Tuesday morning on the 0 through 100 block of Spring Street. He was on the entire block? Unbelievable. He must be a big dude. He's facing several gun-related charges as well as two other charges of malicious damage to a motor vehicle. This is the 100 block, you say? 0 through 100 block. Okay, okay. Which is probably like one address. (laughs) But a big one. Have you seen it? There no, I'm have. actually uh, I'm I'm trying to look for uh, you know what is around that area, and uh, I can't tell. I mean, it's not far from Stick. Okay, so it's it's that neighborhood. Oh, it's over there. It's over there. The uh, Chicopee Police Department have confirmed its third pedestrian fatality within two months after a man was hit and killed by a car on Chicopee Street Monday night. Now, city leaders are urging people to be more careful. He said he left and that was it, said a local pizza shop owner. That business owner reflected Tuesday on the last time he saw one of his regular customers just minutes before he was hit and killed by a car a few streets away on Monday night. It's just a really tragic accident to a good man, a good uh, man in the community, and someone uh, we all like to see when he came in, the uh, owner added. Uh, they said the you know it, they were talking about how great this this person was who was who was the victim. Uh, but Chickamy Mayor John Bew uh, echoed those thoughts. He goes, I believe we need a public ser- a service announcement to people. If there's something, if there's someone in an approach of a crosswalk, please, if you're the driver of the vehicle, stop and let the person cross. That's a movable offense. It's a violation of traffic laws. You need to pay attention to what you're doing. I agree with that. You know, 35 miles an hour, some of them lower than that. And people are going 60, 70 miles an hour down a crowded street. Yeah, and now this has happened three times? In a short amount of time? I think it's the mentality of drivers who go, ain't going to happen to me because I'm the best driver there is. Yeah, but uh, you're probably not. And, you know, people sometimes get distracted when they're driving, and this is exactly the kind of thing that happens. You're not paying attention to what's on either side of you, and if somebody walks in the street, you better damn well be paying attention because this is what the consequence may be. With the uh, World Cup underway and being more than halfway through the football season, many are still wondering when they can start placing bets on their favorite sports teams in the Bay State. On Tuesday, the Massachusetts Gaming Commission met after the applicants, uh, including MGM Springfield, officially submitted for sports wagering last week. The sports betting bill was signed into law by Charlie Baker in August. During a meeting on Tuesday, the Gaming Commission focused on one of the applicants, MGM Springfield, which missed the official deadline to apply. There was a little miscommunication between MGM uh, Springfield and corporate, which resulted in their application. They submitted their fee on the due date on the 21st, Monday, but the application did not come until Wednesday, said the uh, Gaming Commission Executive Director Karen Wells. Augustine Kim, vice president of MGM Resorts, was in attendance at that meeting representing MGM Springfield and taking the blame for the casino's mistake with the application process. 
There was a mix-up as to who was doing what portions of the application, so we were late in getting the application completely put together. That is completely my fault. I apologize, and I am so sorry that happened. God bless that Kim for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Who? But how, it's so rare that you see somebody admit fault. Yeah. For doing something. Usually, you know, everyone would try to uh, deflect, blame something else, yeah. or somebody else. But I, I, I mean, I gotta believe that uh, one way or another, they'll they'll let MGM have their sports book. I mean, they've already got the infrastructure ready to go. They're, I mean, it's it's built and ready to run at a dime. I'm Jim Springfield was one of three applicants in the state who submitted for a Category 1 operator license for sports betting. Last year, the casino launched a multi-million dollar sports lounge de- designed for all sports betting fans to use once they get the final green light from the Gaming Commission. That's something State Representative Orlando Ramos says he hopes happens soon. Uh, Ramos said, it sounds like they're making a lot of progress. I feel very encouraged that we could be able to meet the deadline for early January. Is Orlando saying this because he's got an itchy finger to start to dropping some money on some games? His palms are itching. That's how yeah, you that's know. That's what it is, That's yeah. when you know when you're coming into some money. Ooh, come on, 13. You know, I'm, a, uh, I'm not a gambler. I'm, I'm really not. You know, if I'm up at a casino, it usually means I'm up at the buffet looking for another plate. That's, you know, that's me. That's me getting lucky at a, at a casino. But, um, I mean, this is, you know, we're at the point now where it's just stupid that it's taken this long. You know, I mean, we've kind of eliminated the illegality of sports books all across the country. And here it is, November 2022, and we still don't have this resolved while states all around us are rolling in D's. And has good-ass jobs. They got a good-ass job. You know, I, uh, I met up with a gambler once. Did you? Yeah, it was a warm summer's evening. I was on a train uh, pretty much bound for nowhere. And I met up with this gambler. We were both too tired to sleep. I couldn't sleep. I was mm-hmm. all night. I took a no-dose. Yeah. We took uh, we took turns uh, staring out the window in the darkness. And then the boredom overtook us, and uh, he began to talk. Really? Speak, if you will. Oh, what are you saying? He said, uh, you know, son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces and... Uh, and knowing what their cards were by the way they held their eyes. Mm. So if you don't mind me saying, I can see you're out of aces. For a taste of your whiskey, I'll give you some advice. And that advice included this. So I hand, no. Oh, no, no, yet, say, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. So I was like, whoa, whoa, this is a weird situation. This guy is, uh, knows that I'm out of aces? Well, how does that happen? Mm-hmm. So I handed him the bottle, and he, uh, he drank down my last swallow. Yeah. Then he bums a cigarette, and then he asks me for a light. Is this guy a charity case or a gambler? I, I don't know. And uh, and the night got deathly quiet, mm-hmm. and his face lost all expression. And he said, "If you got to play the game, boy, you got to learn to play it right." Well, you know, Steve. Yeah. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away. And you got to know when to run. You can never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for that counting when the dealing's done. This guy was a genius. <laughs> And the things you could do with chicken. Oh, the chicken. It's the wood that makes it good. That's right. Yeah. But that light, it's burning up my rods and cones. cones. (laughs) (laughs) He should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He isn't? Kenny Rogers? I don't think so. I don't know. Dolly Parton is. I don't see why he wouldn't be. Again, I had to watch that again uh, just to go back to see Rob Halford and 
uh, and Dolly Parton singing. Dolly Parton singing Jolene singing together. Jolene together. Oh yeah, that was just uh, that was like the time I, I couldn't believe back in the '90s when Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page uh, shared a stage together. Yeah, to no. do. Uh, I think it was Cashmere, and uh, it was the song was called "Come with Me." I think, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, these musical worlds are colliding. It shouldn't be happening." <laughs> You know, Kenny Rogers doesn't need to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's in the Country Music Hall of Fame, the Country Music, uh, the Texas Count uh, Country Music Hall of Fame. He's he's been everywhere. He doesn't need it. He does. He doesn't need it. No, he doesn't. Uh, massive flooding in a neighborhood in Massachusetts was caused by a broken water main. With streets and cars underwater, rescue crews went door to door in boats. This is crazy. Did you see any of the footage of this? No. Families were rescued from their homes with water rising after the break in Lowell. It went fast, Lowell resident Natasha Furtado described. Uh, I saw water rushing in around 3 o'clock, went back to about 3.45, and there were cars like three-quarters submerged. Uh, Water flooded the streets and some buildings between Father Morissette Boulevard and Merrimack Street with Moody and Race Streets most impacted. The water is like right there at the edge, Furtado added. So if it goes up a little bit, it'll go right into the house. They Jesus. had to like take these people out in boats from their neighborhoods because the water was so bad from a water main break. And you know what? Um, Lowell's got enough problems as it is. I was going to say, you, you have enough, uh, you know, it's it's enough water when it's just a water main break. Yeah. But I've never heard of one of these things flooding out streets so bad that you had to get boats in to rescue people. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a little insane. But, uh, hey, everybody's all safe now. And uh, yeah, the insurance companies will take care of everything. Yeah. And, you know, some of those neighborhoods, uh, you can just chalk it up as uh, they're getting a good wash down. Well, Lowell definitely, if any city needs a wash down, it's definitely yeah, it's, Lowell. It's Lowell. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be, uh, we're going to see kind of like a storm uh, today, starting after 11 a.m., some rain and some heavy winds and a high of 56. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 41. Right now in downtown Springfield, it's 35 degrees. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Joe's a nice guy, even... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751, and Motley Crue with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. You won't be riding a motorcycle today. It's going to be windy and rainy with a high of 56. Uh, actually, some some pretty heavy winds that uh, could take down some tree limbs and power lines and stuff. So just be careful when you're driving out there. 56 for a high. It is uh, 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at rock102.com. It's your call football. Weekly winners get a $50 gift certificate to Geo's Pizzeria in Hampton. Pizza the way you like it. The overall season winner gets a $500 cash card. Courtesy of Northeast Organic Life Hydroponics. Check uh, the stats, go with your guts, and play with Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool from Northeast Organic Life Hydroponics and Rock 102. Right now, Pat Kelly is kind of uh, crushing me a little bit. Uh, I'm uh, I'm currently in 21st place. Oh. Yeah. That's uh, all right. I'm in last, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, I, just, yeah. I, I just don't like seeing uh, Pat a full seven points ahead of me. I don't know. I, Something's got to give. Something's got to change. Well, we always knew he was the better person in this building. No, anyway. no, we didn't. Yes. We didn't know, no, we did not know that. Yes, we did. Nope. Well, we just found out now. Oh, without further ado. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Got some good ones here today. About time. I know, right? Just imagine that all this time we've been doing this. I finally I got some know. good ones. Uh, and you know what? I lost them all. I can't. Uh, I can't. I don't have them. 
I'm Stop. Just, you got I'm him. I'm just kidding. Uh, let's see. The uh, the U.S. beat Iran uh, one to nothing to advance to the World Cup. U.S. players are gassed. Iranians are up. It comes into the box again. An Iranian player looking for a penalty. And the game is over. Oh, Whoa. Exhale, America. The United States of America won. Iran nil. Man, that was like a, yeah, you see what we did to you? Take that. You take all your nuclear threats and put them in your goalpost, huh? So now the uh, the next one is uh, the Netherlands. Yeah. On Saturday morning. You going to get up early for watching that one? Uh, the Netherlands? The Netherlands. Um, no, I'm not getting up. For yeah, it. we'll watch a little bit of it. I'll watch the highlights of it on ESPN. <laughs> You know, the highlight is only, you know, when they score. You know, it's not all a little dinking around, kicking a ball back and forth for 90 minutes. It's not? No. I thought that's what soccer was all about. It is, but that's not the what they put on the highlight reel. Oh, what do they do? They just they uh, just show the scoring. Yeah, see, that's all I want to see. Why waste your time sitting yeah. there and not doing that? Take a look at these, uh, the clip of this guy kicking to that guy, and that guy kicking to the other guy, and that guy kicking to one more guy. If I still drink, I'd probably, you know, do that. Because that's something to do during the game. We were watching uh, Argentina beat, uh, play Mexico the other day. Mm-hmm. While we were having uh, dinner at Nadim's. Yeah. Sitting there, enjoying our hamachos, watching the game. That's what we did. A hamacho. Love the hamachos. What is that? It's like nachos. Yeah. With hummus and onions, seasoned beef, jalapenos. Okay, oh, I'm my. sold already. So good. Oh, I got to go God, get me so some good. of those. Oh, uh, man. Clip number two, uh, a boy asks uh, mom if there's a ball in her belly. A little boy saw his mom in a snug dress and pointed out to her belly and said, is there a ball in there? She turned that into a teachable moment. What of course. What is what? This. <laughs> Did you put a ball in it? It's just mommy's belly right now, honey. <laughs> Please don't ever tell anyone else that it looks like they have a ball in their belly, okay? Okay. I love oh. you. All bodies are beautiful, and all bodies are different. And we are all beautiful just the way we are. Well, with your father yeah. home last night, there was a ball on my belly last night, but, uh, you know. Because your father told me I had a fat ass, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, but he's he's still finished anyway. You know, uh, those are all very uh, important words and a good life lesson to teach any child yeah. to not say, hey, you got a ball under there. But you know how kids can be. Yeah. They're going to say it anyway. Uh, clip number three. A plane had to make an emergency landing in Arkansas after a woman attempted to open a door at 37,000 feet because Jesus told her to do it. I believe that. Did you remember that uh, was a... Uh, what's his name? Uh, why can't I think of his name? Which one? On the Twilight Zone, he was uh, Captain Kirk. Uh, what's his name? William, William Shatner. Shatner. When yeah. he was on the plane uh, uh, in the Twilight Zone, and right. the, he kept seeing something on the wing. Or John Lithgow in the uh, in the remake version. Of the oh, I hated that one. Come I, on. I don't like John Lithgow. John I love Lith- John Lithgow. He sucks. John Lithgow sucks. You ever see Harry and the Hendersons? Worst yeah. movie ever made. Did you ever see him on Dexter? Scary uh, as as hell. I don't like, there's something weird about him. I don't like him. Anyway, she also ended up biting another passenger that was trying to restrain her. Here's one of the passengers that witnessed the incident. I just started hearing someone screaming help very loudly. She was singing gospel songs really loud and was saying she's not worthy. I was just glad that everyone made it safe. Was that the, uh, an airplane when they were singing that, uh, 
song with the girl with the heart transplant. <laughs> I think it was the nun with the river. I think it was the nun with the guitar. Yeah, the nun. Yeah, the, yeah. What? No, but it wasn't the. Was it the nun or was it the flight attendant that sat down? Oh my god! I'm now I can't remember. Oh my god! I got to go back and gotta watch, go watch that the again. Put it all over again. Uh, clip number whatever. By uh, the way, clip- if Jesus yeah. is telling you to open the door, yeah, maybe you might not want to listen to Jesus. I mean, he makes a convincing argument on a lot of other things, but I'm pretty sure that if it's Jesus yeah. giving these instructions, it might not be the real Jesus. I will give you eternal life and to be chopped up like chum in a jet engine. I'll take, take it! it. <laughs> uh, clip number whatever. I lost count. A couple of guys prank their wives by asking them to say the gag phrase, Mike, who, cheese, Harry. That's how find uh, find out how long it took for them to get the joke. Okay. Can you read this? Mike Hoochie's Harry. get that from my friend barry mcauchner <laughs> and dick goes in you he was there too yeah i bet he was what about licks lots of box i think he does <laughs> the thing too it's uh 757 that is now hear this with bax and nagel on rock 102 and now bax's view from the couch brought to you by rocky's ace hardware outdoor power headquarters steel ego and craftsman Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As I'm sure most of you already know, yesterday at the World Cup, Team USA beat the Iranian national team 1-0, a game that was preceded by all kinds of needless dramatics, political shenanigans, and international tomfoolery. This included the U.S. emitting an Islamic symbol on the Iranian flag in a post on Instagram. It also included the Iranian government threatening the families of their own players after they refused to sing the national anthem just a few days ago. And of course, the game yesterday included its own share of drama when the only guy to score a goal, Christian Basilic, uh, had to be sent to a hospital with a pelvic contusion. And while beating the Iranians puts them in a matchup with the Netherlands on Saturday morning, I found some other interesting things about the World Cup yesterday that I did not realize. For example, did you know that to prepare themselves to host the World Cup, the nation of Qatar somehow found themselves underreporting the number of workplace accidents, injuries, and deaths involved in quickly constructing the infrastructure necessary to hold this incredible event. You see, in order to host the World Cup, Qatar had to build $200 billion worth of stadiums, metro lines, and other projects, which they began eight years ago. And according to their own reporting, during the construction of all this stuff, the projects yielded only three workplace fatalities and 37 non-work-related deaths. Yesterday, it was reported by one official as being significantly higher than that, putting the World Cup preparation death toll between four to 500 deaths. Now, as you know, I don't necessarily have the most reliable handle on basic math, but there's a large difference between 500 people getting killed in the job and only claiming you had 40 people die getting ready for the World Cup. That means since 2014, you've had 62.5 people die 
per year to watch the Americans beat the Iranian national team in a one-goal shutout. That would make the World Cup the most dangerous sporting event in history. And if that's true, then Christian Pulisic better stop complaining about his bruised pelvis and get back to work because suddenly his little boo-boo doesn't seem that serious. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Steel chainsaws and steel blowers. Killer deals right now at Rockies. Craftsman electric chainsaws, 70 bucks. Power tools. Deals on Milwaukee, DeWalt, and Craftsman. So many tool deals at Rockies. Get the sales flyer online or pick one up at the store at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware location. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock one. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and sticks. Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. I'm going to see some pretty nasty weather today. Rain and uh, heavy winds uh, could be uh, severe at times where power lines and tree limbs come down and a high of 56. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 41. 36 in downtown Springfield. Speaking of tomorrow, uh, Scott Zola <laughs> could be joining us. The Patriots are playing tomorrow night against the uh, the Buffalo Bills. You'll hear that game uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but. Zolak will be joining us tomorrow morning to talk about all of that and more. Uh, Brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the National Football League. Oh, there you go. There you um, go. So uh, we were at that Thunderbirds game on, on Wednesday for the Mayflower Marathon night against the uh, Hershey Bears. Yeah. And uh, we did a couple of things. They didn't had us do the puck drop on the ice, which was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, we were walking through the crowd. And uh, I'm walking up through the uh, – I, I had to go to the bathroom at one point. And then I'm coming up through the stands up to the uh, executive perch. Yeah, well, you had you had to stop by concessions to get uh, that uh, that cotton candy for Barry. That's another story. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. All right. So, uh, but I'm walking through the stands, and this this gentleman uh, pulls me aside, and he said, "Hey, I just uh, I just want to thank you guys for uh, for bringing attention." I and I and I apologize. There was so much going on. I don't know if he was a neighbor or a friend of the family, of the the, the one that's, that had the oil pumped into their their basement. Oh, after the, the, the tank had been removed. Yeah, the the guy from I think it was Cuddy's Fuel Oil or whatever put the uh, put the oil in the in the tank, but there was no tank, and it turns out that the guy wasn't even on the right street, which. <laughs> You know, I can understand being at the wrong house yeah. on the right street, yeah, yeah. but to be on the wrong yeah, street, yeah. Get, it's, that's, it's, that's, that's kind of hard to imagine. Every time you hear another detail of that story, you're like, oh boy. <laughs> you're and not. Then, and then you still got you yeah. still got 100 gallons of oil yeah. to clean up out of your basement. So much for that OSHA class on how to handle hazardous materials. <laughs> um, so, but the guy, he wanted, he wanted to thank us, uh, you know, for bringing attention to that story because nobody was covering it. And we started talking about it. Now, the thing had happened three weeks prior to us even talking about it, and that was two weeks ago. Right. And it happened three weeks earlier, and the guy said, I just want to thank you for doing that. And then once you did it, Western Mass News picked it up, Mass Live picked it up, and I believe 2022 picked it up as well. So we're kind of like the spearheaders of local news. Yeah, how about we're, that? We're bringing people to the thing. But the, the guy was talking to me, and he's a, you know, he's a, he's a, he said he was, he had, uh, Recovering alcoholic, I guess you could call him, right? Sure. And, and I said, so "Why? Well, I, I know that too. I'm California sober. I like to still smoke <laughs> weed, you know." But uh, you know, we were talking, and I said, "He said, he goes, that's a total booze move, you know, to show up on the wrong street. Like if you, you know, 
that would be the kind. I'm not saying yeah. that anybody was drunk. I'm just saying that That's, it that sounds would be, like it could be. That would be typical behavior of of somebody uh, who did it. I'm like, yeah, you know, if you're a if you're a marijuana smoker, you wouldn't make them. See, everybody labels marijuana smokers as being stupid. We would go to the right address if we were high doing yeah. this. We would go to the right address, but it would just take us two hours to fill the tank. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're supposed to listen for that whistle yeah, coming through. Right. You're like, oh, do I hear the whistle? <laughs> and you just stop. And you stand there for 20 minutes and you stare off into space. And then you realize, oh, yeah, I should be pumping yeah. this again. And then you'll keep pumping into the thing. But hey, I'm at least I'm at the right address. At you're least right. you know where you're in the right spot. It, it becomes a two hour project, but yeah. you spend like, an hour and forty five minutes just yeah. kinda like just stand, standing there with the nozzle, you know, waiting to put it into the into yeah. the into the the, the, the hole. Right. And you're like, uh, now pull. Uh but but anyway, uh you're welcome. Glad we could bring that story yeah. to the forefront and uh, get those people some help that they need. Well, there you go. Um but also, uh, you mentioned Barry Creek. Now we're gonna have him back in here. We have to have him back. So we had gone to the Thunderbirds game prior to that. Wednesday night one. Well, the, the one that was on the Saturday before the Mayflower Marathon night. Sure. There was another game on Sunday. But we went to the Saturday night one when we did the food drive when we were getting people collecting donations at the door and people were coming yeah. in. And we are standing there in the lobby. And uh, Barry uh, came to the game with my kids and my sister who was visiting from out of town. And uh, we go upstairs. We, we get the tickets. We go upstairs and we, uh, we go into the concession area. And uh, as I'm... <laughs> As I'm ordering uh, that ice cream of the future. Oh, the Dippin' Dots. Yeah, the ice cream of the future from 30 years ago. Right. <laughs> the, yeah. it's, it's the ice cream of the future uh, where the future never happens. I can't believe that stuff is still popular, but it is. Yeah, and it's, I, I it's never really understood that they have it. a kiosk for it, and they're selling it. So I, we, my kids get the, the, uh, the little Dippin' Dots, and then uh, Barry goes, can you get me a cotton candy? And I'm like... Okay, so I bought him a bag of cotton candy. Okay. And uh, I gave him the bag of cotton candy, and I'm still uh, doing the transaction for the Dippin' Dots. Now, my sister, on the other hand, she's over getting popcorn from the from the popcorn stand okay. right behind us. Sure. And then uh, I'm not paying attention to anything. I'm just making sure my kids get the Dippin' Dots and they're not spilling it all over everywhere, and everybody's got to we got to make our way to our seats. Now, this whole thing took place within five minutes from the time I ordered the the dipping dots to my sister getting the popcorn to the time we sit down in the seats. <laughs> yes. And we sit down in the seats, and my sister uh, reaches over and, and, and gives the bag of popcorn in front of me and my daughter over to Barry and says, Hey, Barry, uh, here's some popcorn. Can I have some of that cotton candy? And he did the look on his face like he's just, like, face dropped. <laughs> I, I already ate it. Right, and my sister goes. I know you already ate it because I watched you eat it while you were standing in line. <laughs> so he had he yeah. finished it without even getting back to the seat. Yeah, he finished it without getting back to the seat. So then, uh, <laughs> so then we we go um, fast forward to the Mayflower Marathon night. Now we we had done a bunch of stuff with the team. The team was cool enough to let us go out on that fam bony. Yep. Ride. Barry uh, went on the the ride with Barry us. Barry went on the fan bony ride with us, and uh, when we get off, uh, like in the Mass Mutual <laughs> Center, when you're a VIP like the rest of us uh, on that fan bony ride, they take you. It's like that elevator. It's an elevator that brings you all the way up to the third floor with the executive perch. But it's also a handicapped elevator for for patrons who 
need assistance of by course. getting up to that second level concourse there. And uh, w- w- the, the elevator's packed like sardines. Like, you need, you need a key to open the damn thing and peel back the label. <laughs> like, it's like a yeah. can of spam. Well, because there's like 15 of us on this elevator that's going up to the up to the third floor. Right. And uh, we get on the elevator, and then as the elevator starts moving, Barry presses number two and then wiggles his way out on the second floor going, I got to get some cotton candy. So he had to get some <laughs> cotton candy while he was there. Well, my he that morning, the last morning of the marathon, he drove my sister to the airport. Okay, because he's you know right, he's, he's Barry. Air, he's an airport driving business now. Yeah, he's now right? he's now doing Uber. Yeah, so my sister and he and obviously he's not going to take any money. Like you try to offer him money, he doesn't, doesn't take any yeah. money. Uh, so my sister sent him twelve bags of cotton candy. <laughs> good for good for her. And uh, he was feeling under the weather over the weekend. He only got to bag number three, so he's still got nine bags of cotton candy left that he's got to eat. But once he's back on his feet, yeah. that cotton candy is going to go right to those toes. I just I, I find it so amusing that you know a grown man would want cotton candy so bad that you would stop an elevator full of, like listen i i like things i like uh yeah i could always go for a bag of cotton candy yeah but i'm not going to stop an elevator full of people to get off to just to get cotton candy to make your way through a crowd not to criticize barry because you yeah. know i would never do that i have too much respect for the man to ever be critical well our our critic our criticism is out of love of course it yeah. is of yeah. course without without always without a doubt but I kind of outgrew cotton candy when I was five. Mm. After the age of five, I thought maybe I'm ready to move on to the stadium hot dog or maybe two hot dogs or, you know, something different. Cotton candy was kind of out of my system. Here's a, a man in his 60s, mm-hmm. a retiree, mm-hmm. packing down cotton candy like he's Joey Chestnut. Yeah. He's going Kobayashi style on cotton candy. But really, think about it. I mean, cotton candy disintegrates like in a second. Yeah, but so, I'm afraid if he eats too much, Barry will disintegrate in a few seconds. Yeah, but a whole bag of cotton candy would probably be equal to like a chocolate bar. Because but had it, Barry it, been feeling good during yeah, the weekend, yeah. all 12 of those packages of cotton candy would be, would be gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know... It's like a hankering for something. You get a hankering. Remember, we were talking about pop tarts a couple of weeks ago, and you were like, "I'm not on the pop tarts." Yeah, it's not a. It's not, It's when you get a taste of it again. Like I hadn't had pop tarts in years, and then I wound up buying them because they were on sale during my Stop and Shop grocery delivery app. Sure, ching. Uh, yeah, and I said, "Oh, pop tarts. I haven't had those in a while." Let's buy some pop tarts. Okay. So I bought some of the s'mores pop tarts, and I'm like, "Oh man." Forgot how good these were. <laughs> and then, so I just, I kept buying Pop-Tarts for a couple of more weeks after that. And then you get sick of it, and then you don't want it anymore. Yeah. That's, I think that's what's going on with Barry. He's going to get so sick of cotton candy from having 12 bags of it in his house that he's yeah. like, ah, I got to get some, I got to make some egg salad or soup here. Yeah, but you, then, but he's, then he's going to move on to funnel cakes. Yeah. Oh, and well, it, then. It, and it's not funnel cakes, it's it's some sort of fried dough or some uh, you know apple cider donuts or something deep fried twinkies you know people only look at Barry as a former news anchor yeah he's so much more complex than that he is he is a fully formed curiosity but but he's we, a total curiosity but we love him it's impossible yeah. not to love him yeah he's Barry 
freaking Krieger. He, the guy fascinates me. The way he lives, the yeah. way, the way he has hidden in his retirement mm-hmm. with the beard, and uh, you know he he no longer has to dye his hair anymore. But he's still Barry Krieger. Yeah, can't get away from being Barry Krieger. But yet, his lifestyle is a is a fascinating one. Yeah, it is. Hang gliding, cotton candy, yeah. Costco chickens, he's egg li- salad. He's living his best life. He's living the best life of at least five people. Yeah. He's so multifaceted. But he's a he's a good dude. He does stuff like he he I mean he didn't have to drive my sister to the airport from no. Huntington. He wanted know? to. Yeah, he he wanted to because uh, he's a good friend. Yes. You know? He's no. going to hockey games <laughs> with you. He's showing up at the Mayflower Marathon. Yeah. He's riding on the fan bony. Yeah. He asked me to come to the senior center with him and get some cookies, and I said, absolutely not. I'm not going to that. <laughs> hey, friendships run hey, on a two-way street, pal. Hey, it's 75-buck gift card for a vaccine if you get one today. <laughs> it's 823 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's 826 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, what was that? Oh, yeah, the weather. You probably want the weather. There, Eversource is preparing for possible damage from today's weather because of the uh, the high winds that are uh, being called. It's going to be uh, pretty windy and rainy after 11 o'clock this morning and a high of 56 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 41, 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, another big thank you to everybody who helped out uh, last week during the Mayflower Marathon. Uh, all of your help, your donations, your time, and your energy help uh, fill three 53-foot trailers with food and raising over $179,000 uh, for the open pantry. That is absolutely huge, and it goes a long way to help families in need throughout uh, the winter months in the greater Springfield area. So thank you very much to everybody. Uh, the Mayflower Marathon brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Liberty Bank, and Gary Rome Hyundai on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, what else you got? What else going on? Uh, well, you know, um, <clears throat> I've, been, I've been exercising lately, swimming. Why? I don't know, but I've been doing it right, yeah. and um, I don't know if this if if this should be like a larger discussion. I really don't know, but you know, I you know, I'm not a real uh, gym guy. You know, I'm not really a big uh, a big dude for like uh, you know hanging out in the locker rooms yeah. or you know a- any of that stuff. I just don't really know what locker room etiquette is really supposed to be. Mm, example, well. I was uh, swimming, right? Yeah. I get out of the pool. I'm uh, I'm I'm in the locker room, changing into my regular clothes. This is over at Nine Mile Pond in Wolverhampton. Right? Yes, exactly. Because yep. uh-huh. you know the the the, uh, the okay. water temperature in late November is yeah. very uh, very uh, convenient. Oh, well, it's all part of the why over there. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. And uh, you know, as I'm <clears throat> you know changing, I'm sitting down on a bench, tying my shoes. Now. Again, you're fully clothed. Right? I'm I'm fully clothed at this point. I'm I'm just about I'm putting my shoes back on, and there's dudes walking around who are bare ass naked, and I understand it. You're in a gym. You're in a locker room. That's that's gonna happen. But you know, if I'm bending down to tie my shoes, I don't know what the uh, what the protocol is supposed to be. Like, how close should someone come to me when they're bare ass naked? When I'm tying my shoes, my head is down towards the ground. Yeah. It's just like I just, you know, mm-hmm. there's just something uh, about locker room stuff. I'm just not a big fan of. I don't really like a locker room. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. It's just uh, 
yeah, something uh, there's, just there's, not right about it. There's something weird about I mean, uh, it's not like when you were on a sports team when you were in high school where everybody was showering and all that other stuff and, yeah. and you did that. I never really cared for that, that uh, what would you call that, ceremonial thing where they, they all get yeah, in the shower. I, I've never been a big uh, fan of that. I would always kind of wait until they were all done. Then I'd go in there and do uh, do things. Because mm-hmm. then you could be by yourself in a big, giant shower. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it is kind of weird it's just, when you see people you don't even know walking around well, with, I'm just, with their I'm, ding-dongs I, hanging out in the... I have no problem with the human body. The human body is a beautiful thing. I, I can, yeah. you know, everyone's got, uh, everyone's built differently. You know, it's it's no, not. It's not even about the looks of the people. It's just the idea of people being naked around you. Yeah, that's it's like the, it could it's be anybody. Creepy. It's creepy. Yeah. It's just yeah. like some people are just too comfortable being naked mm-hmm. around other people. Yeah, and I don't. I, I'm not one of those people. You know, I I have, you know, uh, I don't know if it's like a certain level of. Uh, Humility, or you know, I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I like to keep my privates private. I don't know what that is. It's just there's just something about it where the whole, the whole thing just it's just I ugh. Hey, listen, I can't ugh. even. I I I don't uh, I don't get naked for a massage. If I it's been a while since I've gotten one, but if I don't get naked for a massage. I I go down to my uh, my skibbies. I'm the same way. Yeah, I would, time I, I don't I don't want anybody looking and you know talking about it with their. You know, because you know those massage people go home and they talk about, get this guy came in today. He was naked. <laughs> Couldn't even see what was going on down there. I mean, it looked like a penis, yeah. only yeah. smaller. It looked like a Ken doll. <laughs> it looked There's like nothing one of, there. It looked like a like a malformed yeah. acorn. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. What's going on there? So I mean, it just I just yeah. I don't know what it is. I mean, no, I'm supposed to you know to, to you know I should probably be showering, but I I prefer to shower at home where I yeah, can but, but you, do it. Uh, Going from uh, Wilbraham to Hamden, you're so close anyway, so it doesn't really matter. It's kind of my feeling yeah, about it. Yeah, I mean, you can go home and shower unless you are going to. I understand the people who like go work out in the morning and then they're going to work afterwards. Totally so they understand shower that. And then, then they dress in there. It's weird watching somebody walk out of a locker room in a suit, though. There's something weird about that, but it happens. Yeah, because people are going. To or work. watching a guy who's yeah. totally naked. Yeah, shaving his face. Yeah, that's, that's, that's weird. That's, that's, that's weird to me. That, that, weird. That's some. At least put some clothes on while you're doing that. You I mean, can put on a uh, some sort of uh, covering. I don't even shave naked in the morning. I usually got some underpants on or or something. I'm never naked when I'm shaving. Uh, oh, and Dan Williams says uh, you sound like two guys with little ones. They never enjoyed the showers. Oh well, I guess. Oh, we, I'm sorry. I had no yeah. idea yeah. that we had some guy with a with a with a tree trunk made from magic beans yeah. all of a sudden talking to us about you know yeah. our penis size. Yeah. Why are you so curious about that, Dan Williams? Yeah, you know what happens to guys with big gazoos? <laughs> we shove them in middays from ten to two on Rock 102. <laughs> That's what we do. Well, you know, Heidi West had that job for a couple of years. <laughs> Proves my point. Oh, Thank there you very you much. Yeah. It's 831 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. 834 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. Includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Remember I said we need a producer? Yes. 
Yeah, I, I forgot we have a guest at 845. That's all right. That's, that's all right. That's we, can, all right. We, can, we can work this We in. can figure it out. Uh, two, uh, thanks, Max. For, uh, two men from different states are facing charges after Massachusetts State Police conducted a traffic stop in Greenfield last week. On November 22nd, a traffic stop was conducted around 11 p.m. when a trooper performed a random RMV computer inquiry on a Nissan Maxima with Pennsylvania license plates traveling on Route 2 westbound just before I-91 in Greenfield. The vehicle's registration was inactive since January 2021. Day one at Steve Nagel's College of Knowledge is to make sure that your registration on your vehicle is up to date. Day two is inspections. You know, it just just a, a little bit of inconvenience can go a long, long way mm-hmm. for you to be able to conduct your illegal activities without the interference of the fuzz. Yeah. The trooper Not that hard. This, Not that hard to do. And the trooper saw a passenger in the back seat moving around in a strange manner before the vehicle came to a stop. Again, you don't make any sudden moves like that. <laughs> you absolutely don't. The driver was identified as 49-year-old Nathan Hazlitt of Brattleboro and uh, did not have a license to drive. Oh, my God. This, w- this would be the poster child of the worst student at the College of Knowledge who didn't listen to anything that yep. I said to him. This is, this is the one kid that's got to be left behind. A, an inventory search of the vehicle was conducted before being towed. Troopers found multiple used syringes and other paraphernalia uh, used in the consumption of illegal narcotics. A loaded 9mm Smith & Wesson pistol was found inside of a fanny pack. <laughs> a fanny, <laughs> fanny pack. Just under the seat uh, forward of where the rear pa- seat passenger was, identified as 20-year-old Carlos Davila of New London, uh, was seated. The firearm serial number revealed it was reported stolen out of Vermont. Davila and Hazlitt were arrested, and the third occupant was released without charges. Uh, Davila initially gave police a false name, and troopers at the barracks found out he had an active arrest warrant out of Connecticut. His bail was set at $25,000. You know, if you hadn't lied about your name. You know, there's so many ways in which this guy has uh, really messed up. You just can't... Uh you just can't trust anybody who's going to make these kind of I'm mistakes. I'm telling you, I would be. It would be a very lucrative business for me to, um, what you call it, lucrative business for me to, to start this college of knowledge. Yeah, between the college of knowledge and the battery boys, you could be set up for life. We wouldn't even have to come in here. No, we wouldn't, would we? I mean, and that's not to say that I'm trying to encroach upon the college of knowledge. Although I wouldn't mind being like a provost or say like a chancellor. A chancellor? Yes, like the, I would be the. You, know, you would be the president of the College of Knowledge, and uh-huh. I would be uh, either a provost, a bursar, or a chancellor. I've always wanted to be a chancellor. There's no chance you're going to be a chancellor. You're going to be a dean. You're going to be Dean Baxendale. I cannot lie, Dean Martin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eversource, Eversource. 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 Has, Eversource has crews ready for what the high winds are expected uh, today could do to trees and wires, a half an inch to rain to a half an inch to an inch of rain and 40 to 50 mile an hour wind gusts are expected to roll through Western Mass today. People uh, Western Mass News talked to shared what they're doing to prepare. And then this guy goes, Freddie Wyman of Chicopee. Nothing. I'm a true New Englander, so I just take it with a grain of salt. See, that's, that, that's what most people would say. You yeah. Know? Uh, this uh, this other uh, Charlie Cadman of Enfield said, "I just pick up the loose stuff in the yard and then batten the hatches down. Business as usual, unless a tree drops on the power lines, uh, then that's going to be a big problem." It's always something in it. Uh, Eversource spokesperson Priscilla Ress told Western Mass News that crews are ready to deal with any weather damage, considering 
you're going to get 21% more out of us. You get 21% more effort on the uh, on the part of Eversource? Uh, no, not normally. I mean, even though their prices are increasing by a dramatic amount. 21%. You know what's so ironic about Priscilla Ress? What? 15, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. she would be reporting on how come Eversource or whatever uti- your public utility it would be would be jacking their prices up to that degree. And now look at her. Well, it's a it's a it's a keep your mouth shut move. Yeah, hey, now, we'll pay you a bunch of money to speak on our behalf if you don't talk about any of that stuff that we think. Okay, fine. <laughs> How much you're making over at that TV station? Uh, six bucks an hour. We'll give you eight. I'll take, take it. it, and I will say whatever you want me to say. Oh, good. Twenty-one percent. That's not a big deal. What are you talking about? <laughs> You know, until I actually got involved in this business, yeah, I, had I no- didn't really tr- truly understand the hardships that these folks were going through. Here I was, having grave suspicions about our public utilities, and now, here I am, a part of them. And they are like, I might tell you, they are as right as rain. Yeah, this, uh, reading a story about this lady. Inside Rosie Grant's Washington, D.C. kitchen, she's preparing snickerdoodle desserts from a recipe she found on a gravestone in California. I like snickerdoodle desserts. The uh, recipe she is recreating will serve her family during the Thanksgiving holiday. Well, this was obviously from last week. Uh, it was. Uh, it's from the grave of a woman named Annabelle Gunderson, Rosie said. She was buried in California, and she really loved Alaska. The viral TikTok creator, who goes by the name Ghostly Archive, started traveling to graveyards to find recipes that people were known for. It's a newfound passion she stumbled upon during the pandemic while studying at the University of Maryland and interning at D.C.'s Congressional Cemetery. At first, when I started, I didn't know if there was an audience for cemeteries, and I was very wrong. There is a huge audience for cemetery TikTok, grave TikTok audience. In fact, one of her cemetery videos has over 7 million views. People are fascinated. There's a category on Reddit called Cemetery Porn, and it shows all these, like, really elaborate headstones and, yeah. and, and graves and things like that. Oh, really? People that's... are fascinated by that kind of thing. Well, I mean, you, you go to New Orleans, that they show you. That's, like, one of the features that they have in the city was these old cemeteries yeah. that are built above the ground. For the flooding. For the, yeah, because yeah. you couldn't, uh, couldn't pull back the water from the levees. I always wondered, uh, you know, who are these people with these gigantic gravestones? You know, those big, giant monuments? Yeah. Like, who are they? What, are the, what did they do that made them so important they need this gigantic six-foot structure over their grave? Well, think, think, I, I, I think about it this way. You know, you drive through Longmeadow. You see all those beautiful homes out there. They're yeah. probably worth over, you know, a lot of them worth over a million bucks. They're not celebrities, per se. They're just rich folk. They're just rich folk. They're people who uh, work in the banking industry, or they, uh, you know, they, they've made their COOs and CEOs and, mm-hmm. and CDCs and, yeah, and, EIOs. and EIOs. Yeah, 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 EIOs. Yeah, yeah. all of those. Yeah. Uh, so y- you never really hear about those people because they're just not people that would be out in the spotlight all the time. Sure. But there's enough of them out there that the, those are the kinds of people that get uh, giant headstones like that. You I guess. I, just, I, I mean, those stones are pretty expensive. Even a small tombstone's a lot. Yeah. You know, and then that's a, that's a hell of a racket. I tell you what, I wish I could. Uh, I wish I could chisel stone because I could really. I well, could really make a living off of that. Well, one of the things we have to do for my mother's stone is put the year on it, because years ago when my father passed away, 
she put his name and his because they're buried next to each other, his year of birth and his year of death. And then she put her name on it yeah. with her year of birth with a dash. And now there's nothing there on the other side. Couldn't you just fill it out with a Sharpie and save yourself a few bucks? Well, so when I approached my mother about this years ago, because uh, it was kind of creepy seeing somebody's name on a headstone that hasn't passed away yet, even right. though you know what the circumstances are, it was still kind of weird to see that. <clears throat> and I said, Mom, why did you do that? She goes, well, it's to save you kids money when I die. And I'm like, you kind of saved us a little bit more money by putting two zero on there. <laughs> now all we have to do is put the 21. <laughs> now we have to do 2021. This, you know, this it's a lot more money for, for four uh, numbers than it is for two digits. Yeah, but going back to this lady, I, I don't understand how she's getting the recipes. They're well, not you know, there's written. a lot of there's there, a lot are there of gravestones with recipes written on no, them. No, 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 no. You can go online and look at all these you know old recipes that people you know you know, put their names to, and then you just find their gravestones. Listen, no one dies and puts their their recipe for zucchini bread on their gravestone. Yeah, nobody does that. But their recipe, unless for, it was a really good recipe, it would have to be really bread. right. Yeah. Like I would hope, like uh, when you know, God forbid, on that day that Barry Krieger is no longer with us, yeah, that egg salad recipe is posted on there because it really should. Like the inscription should be, "The secret is the breadcrumbs." You know, that would be really that would be important. Yes, this, the breadcrumbs are the most important part. But I think what happens is you look at these recipes. You know, you know Edna Johnson from. Wilbraham, Massachusetts had a great recipe for soup. You find that online and you look and you know that she died 20 years ago. You find her gravestone. Oh, that's the Edna Johnson from Wilbraham that had the great soup. And there you go. That's what you've got. That's how we find great recipes. Yeah. I don't know what kind of soup she was making, but it's a pretty damn good soup. And the tradition goes on and on and on. Right. Pioneer Valley forecast today. Going to be heavy winds and rain this afternoon. And a high of 57. Could see some down to power lines and trees and all that other good stuff, too. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 41. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Joe's a nice guy. Rock, it's 851 and Cheap Trick with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, rainy and very windy starting after 11 o'clock this morning. is going to be a high of 57. It's uh, 36 right now in downtown Springfield. In the studio with us right now, Kim Lee and Christina Rivera from uh, Mira Vista are both here. Good to see you guys. Good morning. Thank Good morning. you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. First of all, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Mira Vista and what you guys do. Sure. Mira Vista Behavioral Health Center um, is located in Holyoke, um, right on right on Main Street, and we are um, a very large um, inpatient um, psychiatric treatment program facility for adults as well as adolescents who are 13 to 17. Mm. And then we also have a very large continuum of inpatient as well as outpatient substance use recovery programs and services. So whether you're challenged with mental health and or um, trying very hard um, to stay on your pathway to sobriety um, and or recovery, Mira Vista Behavioral Health Center has programs and services that can help. All right. And so uh, we, we were talking about maintaining sobriety throughout the holidays. And we obviously we just had a big Thanksgiving weekend. Christmas is coming up. Uh, you know, pe- people uh, celebrate all different kinds of holidays. 
how is it how hard is it to maintain sobriety when you got you know the whole all these holidays are just built around alcohol you know when you everybody say yeah pick up a six pack of this or pick up a bottle of this uh christina can you tell us a little bit about that like how people can manage that without you know falling off the deep end yeah sure i mean you're right uh society in our society in general um alcohol and substance use is is everywhere um i feel like especially with alcohol you can't go you know a mile without seeing liquor stores um the important thing about this time of year is staying true to your path of recovery you know practicing the same things you've been practicing that has been helpful in the past is going to be helpful now that's the most important part is to stay true to it and stick to your routine um also knowing your boundaries, being able to say no to things that you know won't serve you, won't serve your path to recovery, and finding other outlets. So of course, family time is so important or spending time with friends, and there may be alcohol there. It's okay to maybe just say, no, you know, I can't go to that party, but instead let's do X, Y, and Z. Let's go for a walk. Let's go for a coffee. Let's go mm-hmm. for lunch, you know, and you can still spend those the time with your loved ones, but in a way that's going to be meaningful to you and keep you on your path to recovery, but also still enjoy your time. So a, a, a healthy <laughs> distraction, if you will, yeah, to yeah. do something alternatively. This is uh, Kim Lee and Christina, Christina Rivera from uh, Mira Vista in the studio. You know, we always talk about the peer pressure that uh, that, that teenagers feel, but you know, in in during the holidays, holiday parties, you know, through work or you know, family gatherings. I mean, there's peer pressure for adults too, and it's you know, you think, well, you know, adults should be able to handle it. But, you know, if you're if you're in the road to recovery, you know, you have to make some choices and, and you have to do what you can to stay healthy yeah. as opposed yeah, to right. succumb to that kind of right. pressure. Right. That's a really good point, um, Bax. And, you know, the other thing to think about, too, is as adults, as adults who host those parties or who are hosting those get togethers, you know, to just really take a moment to be mindful of the individuals who are in your life or who are extensions of your loved ones who may be coming to provide an environment that's conducive to recovery, to have um, drinks that are non-alcoholic, to make sure that there are special dishes Mm -hmm. or games or opportunities to interact with guests that are not centered around alcohol, to give individuals who are in recovery the space to feel safe and to enjoy the party or the holiday, the festivities, without feeling the pressure yeah. of having to partake. I I, mm-hmm. I think that's probably the, the hardest part, though, because you you know you go to pe- people who drink alcohol, they want to share it with other people because they don't want to be the only one drunk at the party. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the way it is, and they're always well. Oh, no, here, I have another I have a splash of this, or I have another spill of this. Yeah, I mean, we we both agree because we've both been there. <laughs> we've both been there before, and it's and it's uh and I've been I've been the person doling out the alcohol too, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't drink anymore. But it's and it was really hard. To, to, to say, I don't want to do this activity anymore because it reminds me of drinking. If you can get me away from uh, seeing all of my family for a holiday, he's <laughs> like, look, I'm in recovery. I don't need to, I don't need to hang out with you. The, my, my, uh, my counselor said this would be best for me to not even be around you right now. Right. But, uh, but, but, but in all seriousness, though, it, it's hard. It's hard to, to, to do those things. And, and it's without pushing it on other people to say, because there are many people out there who drink that don't have issues with, with substances. That's kind of the hard balance that you have to work out yourself and realize that saying, okay, well, there are people who are going to be doing this. I can't stop everybody from doing this. But again, you guys are offering different ways, alternatives 
for you to avoid uh, partaking, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think the important thing, I like talking about um, people who are, like the people who are drinking, asking others to drink. I think um, one of the things that, you know, I practice too is, you know, you ask and a lot of people get nervous, right? Like if I say no, how are people going to respond to that? They're used to me drinking. Now I'm going to say no at these parties. Now what do I do? And it's like, it's okay. You know, like you're just going to have to say, you're going to have to say no. And we talk about that, right? How is that going to feel for you? Um, Sometimes we, they, people come up with ideas like, oh, well, I have to drive. So I have my kids with me or, you know, like a plan. So you don't feel like you're just saying no and then have to just, you know, disclose that you have a problem with alcohol or a problem with, Mm -hmm. with marijuana or substances that are being used at these parties. It's okay to say no and then have a plan to say like, if you don't want to disclose why, you can say, well, I'm driving or I have my kids or I have another function that I need to go to. So you kind of think of a, of a plan. Um, and then other, also on our end being, you know, if you ask somebody and they say, no, I don't want to drink, being like, okay, you know, yeah. keeping that in mind for us too, the people who are hosting That's or the right. people who are okay with drinking or not in that path to recovery, um, being mindful of that, you know, not questioning people when they do say no. You know, I, I think it's also important, and, and this is something that, that probably isn't talked about enough, but you know, there are some people that will go into a situation like that with the best intentions and say, I'm going to do whatever I can to, to stay sober, but mm-hmm. something happens yeah. and they break it. Right. Yep. And they have that drink or they, they have more than uh, one drink. There's a there is a level of uh, a feeling of 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 failure mm-hmm. and of shame and of you know letting people down, letting yourself down. People need to understand that just because there is a hiccup on that road to recovery, that you're not necessarily you know, you're not damned to a no, lifetime of no. falling through this endless rabbit hole. That there no. there are ways of of you, you know coming out of that and, and you know tomorrow is you know today is another day yeah you know, i mean there i think there's something to be said about that and we don't really ever talk about that that's a great yeah. point I, yeah that's... i think we talk a lot about harm reduction um especially in our counseling model definitely we were we, so we have an iop it's an intensive outpatient program that runs 9 30 to 1 o'clock monday through fridays at Maravista, and it's you know the hope is that we help people with recovery and we know in that road that there's going to be a time possibly that you may use a substance And that's okay. We still welcome you. And that's our model, like, throughout when we're doing counseling. Yes, you're going to go to the party. Yes, we hope that you maintain your road to recovery. If that does not happen, what is your plan? And it's hard to get people there because, of course, we want to stay positive and maintain, like, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to use, which is great. Yes and okay. And, like, if if that goes great, great, we'll we'll celebrate. And if it doesn't, what's your plan? Do you have, um, you know, your support systems? Do you have your therapist, your recovery coach? are you driving to this party? Are you not? How do you maintain? Okay, maybe you slip up, you have a drink. Let's not get another, you know, driving under the influence or anything like that. And you don't want to get in trouble with the law. So how do we prevent that? Can you Uber? Is there a family member that can drive you? And and what was it that, you know, in your case, you know, in, in your scenario backs, was there a particular trigger? Was there something that manifested somewhere that then resulted in that behavior. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really important to understand, too, that substance use and mental health for so many people really do go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You know, you many folks have a co-occurring, and, it's, and some refer to it as a diagnosis, but in most cases it can be an undiagnosis, meaning people might be medicating because, or self-medicating because of how they feel emotionally because they're not addressing how they feel emotionally. And to Christina's point, 
you know, recovery is a lifelong journey. It, it really is. And there will be, you know, opportunities along the way to get yourself back, back on track. But again, you know, as you had said, Christina, so eloquently, that's, that's what Mira Vista, you know, really truly understands about those individuals who are who are in our care if someone wanted to find out more about what mira vista does and, and the many different things that they uh, that they can help you with what what should they do they sh- i would love a conversation i would love nothing more than to talk about mira vista um so i'm sure there are lots of family and friends who are expecting me at their holiday party and going oh my gosh all she's going to do is talk about mira vista <laughs> that is true <laughs> they um Actually, they can, and I would encourage them. Um, my email is klee at miravistabhc.care. Um, and also our main intake phone number to access programming, 413-701-2600. Very good. Kim Lee and Christina Rivera from uh, Mira Vista and Holyoke. Great to see you. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming Thank in. Thank you. Happy, Appreciate healthy it. holiday. You too. It's uh, 901 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.